0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast.
1: Yeah, I was in and out of eating during that last conversation. Okay. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Andy. Hey, now. And we got first time on the show. Welcome, Craig. Oh, shoot. I should ask you, how, how do you say your last name?
2: Quillin. That's correct. Oh, wow. Look how at that. D- there's a lot of people that mispronounce it. You uh, should have
3: told him it was wrong. Just
2: so <laughs> wrong. You should have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nine <laughs> out of ten times I'm wrong, so this is that one out of ten <laughs> you, times. <so.
0: laughs>
1: I was going to say ten out of ten times he's wrong. With those, with with the names, with the days, yes, okay. This is episode number one sixty one, listener series volume seventeen with Craig. Awesome, yeah. Quillin, 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 Quillin. <laughs> All right, so let's catch up with everyone's week first. Who'd like to go first? Does Andy want to go first? Should no. we go first? I don't know what to say. <laughs> We can go first Was that our weekend it was kind of similar as we, uh, you know, went out to yeah. the, uh, that swap meet. So go for it, Kevin. Nope. All right. So
0: I had a great weekend. The, end. <laughs> the end. I'm still swallowing my, my food. Well,
1: I could go first.
0: <laughs> so we went out to Adams RC swap meet mm-hmm. down in Hillsboro, New Jersey, and we go every year, try to go every year. And it was, it was such a, you know what, dude, I noticed right off the bat, I pulled in the parking lot and the parking lot was full and then the next parking lot was full and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is really a pretty good turnout. And I don't know, I don't think we have normally gotten down there at 9am, but 9am was. Yeah. was the opening and we were there maybe about 20 after
4: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, for the parking lot to be full and, you know, it to be mobbed, it just, it just made me feel good. I was like, you know, wow, there's a lot of. Guys into the hobby or supporting the hobby in one way or another. I don't know if any of them fly, but (laughs) there were a lot of people there. (laughs) I don't know if they were just buying and bringing home or whatnot, but uh, saw our our former club president, Mike, there. Uh uh, Mikey, who uh, has been feeding us the great emails as of late. Oh, we got more
1: today, too. Yep. Oh, boy. (laughs) Stay tuned.
0: Started messaging me, too. Oh, boy. Sorry, Andy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and he was there and we, we just man i saw a bunch of people i saw first off about i saw jason klein to see him every year there yeah. uh used to see him at the knee fair it was funny because he was like uh i've only seen you up at the knee, knee fair twice we met up twice at the knee fairy said or something like that i'm yeah. like that's funny because i've only gone twice and steve was like you should have said you're only going once yeah. <laughs> uh, but we we saw him yeah. Uh talking to Jim from RA Cores, man. Yeah. What a great guy Jim is, dude. Jim's awesome. Uh, man. Yeah. He's he's such a good dude. And mm-hmm. you know, coming down from Massachusetts. Yep. To for this little uh, you know.
1: Yeah. He does it every year. Every year. Just swap me. Yeah. He, he goes to the AMAE show every year. He goes to the Toledo Week Signal show every year. Like he, you know. He's all over. Yeah, yep. he is. And uh we were
0: talking and mm-hmm. I picked up one of his planes. Really didn't know, you know. I had I had some money on me, but I wasn't sure. I was just there, you know. Yeah. I sure I I wasn't. This wasn't the year I was looking for any nitro stuff or anything like that. There was a couple years where I was like, you know, if I see a starter nitro setup, I'd probably get it. Um, but I didn't didn't really plan on buying anything. But started talking to Jim and and uh, Jason, and I picked up his EPP Blue F O X L, and it's uh. It's a delta wing prop and slot, and this thing's like four feet long and about three and change wide wingspan. And uh, the reason I got it was because it's such a slow flyer and it's got such a big surface area that Huge. night night flying is going to be uh, crazy because I'm going to light this thing up big time, man.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and okay. Jason had a great idea. He took fluorescent paint and painted – The wings painted, painted the vertical stabs like straight up fluorescent paint. paint.
1: I thought it was UV paint. He said,
0: no, he said it was just off the shelf fluorescent paint from Home Depot, man. And then bought some UV LEDs. Ah,
1: That's what it is. Yeah.
0: And yeah. And I decided I'm going to at least do something similar to that. So I got some UV LEDs and I did a couple of tests. I already built the damn plane, um, just waiting on more LEDs and, and stuff like that. It was funny because even Jim's busting my balls. He's like, oh, so you're going to build that this year or you think maybe <laughs> next year you're going to get it together? I'm like, really?
1: Well, it's good to hear that he's listened to our show. So,
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, but really cool playing so far, man. Uh, you just need a big surface to put all the pieces together. But it's really like a puzzle, you know, you put yeah. he's got to cut out. Great. You, you slide some pieces together. You put some carbon fiber in you, know, you foam, tack it in, you let it sit for half an hour and then Go on to the next pieces and just keep building it like that. It's really, if you can put together a a rudimentary, you know, FT, a flight test plane, you could easily build this thing. It goes together quick. Very cool. And what I like about the EPP, you know, after working with the the Dollar Tree foam for so long is that, and I know you could do it with the Dollar Tree, just take the paper off, is that, you know, if you have a couple of slots and you're trying to do like a, a rounded piece, it'll naturally do that. Yeah, you know it's, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So what else did I do? Oh, and then we went flying after that. Me and you
4: mm-hmm.
0: went to the field. It really wasn't too bad of a day. It was. It was. It was a little colder than I thought it was going to be, but uh, we got some flights in, man. Mostly helicopters. All helicopters, right? We didn't bring any planes.
1: No, I just brought helis.
0: And uh, it was just me and you, man. We banged on some flights. It was uh, a lot of fun. I had uh, my Oxy Four stretched oh yeah this is hilarious you got to hear this Andy. <laughs> i guess i grabbed my old set of 380 blades from my goblin 380 and threw them on there not even seeing the fact that they were a 360 That they weren't 360 blades and uh it was uh it was pretty comical Steve oxy took 4 super stretch yeah it was well yeah well but without the actual <laughs> super stretch it was yeah it was oxy four that thought
1: it was an oxy max yeah it looked um, weird, because I was like, why, Max. why Why does your rotor just, like, as he's holding the the head of the, the heli, walking out, It's like, why does that look so big? Yeah. <laughs> why are
3: the blades hanging over the tail rotor? It yeah, is. Right? It really was. <laughs> yeah,
1: it really was. You
0: could easily
1: Yeah, he did them. a pitch pump, and you hear a tick, 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 because it's, his plastic tail blades were hitting the carbon fiber blades. Yep. It was fantastic. Oh. I loved
0: it. So, so I flew it around for a little bit. Yeah. Um but i was like you know i don't want to i don't want to crash it you know i don't want to crash it so you know unnecessarily crash it so <laughs> I, I, I think i flipped it inverted didn't i once or twice or no yeah I don't even you, know if you I did, it did it very
1: like gracefully <laughs> like, yeah, you
0: had and then to. just landed and i was like uh-huh. you know i shut power off and then 3 minutes later i landed um but uh <laughs> yeah so and and i flew 690 man and i kind of been simming a lot this week, like every day. Simming, simming, simming. Uh-huh. We did. I should dial it back and say we we did a sim night on Thursday, which was a lot of fun. We had we had a, a couple guys come on. Me and Andy words on, and Steve came on. And yeah, was it Chris uh, Olson was on there? Dan the Man pl- player one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dan the Man. Yep.
1: That was you that was man? cool.
0: That was cool in itself because you know what? We we're, we're we're hanging out. We're in Discord. We're kind of like shooting the shit and we're flying. And so. Like, I'm doing stuff now, just talking, carrying on a conversation. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it, actually, it was embedding it more, you know, muscle memory that you didn't even realize it, you know, kind of thing. I don't mm. know. For me,
4: okay. it was cool.
0: cool. I really enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. It was fun. Nice. So then go to the field, you know, after simming every week, because I, I kind of had a really rusty flight the previous week on the 690. And I really wasn't happy. I was, I was kind of like, I need to go home and sim and do some simming. So I was really happy with this weekend with the flight I did, man, the couple of flights I got in um, a couple of times and uh, just really doing stuff in real life that I'm doing on the sim, you know, like just fluid stuff and trying to connect stuff and keep stuff going and just been like, I don't really give a shit attitude (laughs) and just fly the damn thing, you know, and uh, I really had, I ever had some fun with it. It was great, man. I was, I was kind of happy that. You know, you kind of get happy in yourself when you kind of straighten yourself out a little bit, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and that's it. Um, just been simming every day, man. Trying to sim every day. And it's been cool. It's been, I've been really amped up to go flying now, you know? Awesome. But I got to get the, um, I get some blades ordered. Um, Mm. I got, dude, I got LEDs galore ordered. I got, um. I Damn, went you buy, the, buy uh,
1: Amazon out of LEDs, huh?
0: No, but I went and bought the um, the Night Radiant kit that Mike was talking oh, about.
1: Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I got a plan to do that like around the edge, and it's gonna it's gonna be pretty
4: badass. Yeah,
1: make sure you sequence it so it goes like nicely, like front to back or whatever, however you want to do it. But like, oh yeah, yeah make it look yeah. nice. Yeah, that'll be awesome.
0: No, it'll be really cool. So uh, who wants to go? Oh, you might as well go to the next, Steve.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely great weekend. I mean, we did the simming night on Thursday, which was fantastic. And I think we should definitely try to do that again. Um, yeah. Maybe a little more advanced notice and get more folks on there. But it was fun because it's kind of like hanging out at the field. Instead of waiting for like one or two people flying at a time, you just all fly and, you know, have fun. So that's mm-hmm. great. Um, Let's see. So yeah, Saturday morning, woke up early, got to that Adams RC swap meet. I uh, met up with you, Kevin. Who else was there? Mike D was there. Chris, uh, from our club was there. Alex was there from our club, uh, who right. had a huge table set up with just tons of stuff. Um, this event or this, I guess, swap meet, you know, every year I go to it. And I'm like, why do I come to this thing? Um, but I think this year was kind of weird. And, and I, I blame it all towards like my New Year's resolution of not trying to spend too much money because by the time this event came up, I'm like, Fucking dying to spend money, <laughs> like, like I'm hurting inside because I'm not spending money, you know. And yeah. it's like it's out of character for me. So, you know, I did buy a couple of things, you know, nothing crazy. I don't think I, I think I spent maybe a hundred bucks, a hundred and forty bucks, I think total. Yeah, you know? which is like nothing in the helicopter world. Shoot, that's not even a crash. That's like, you know, it's like back when I was flying the oxy, it'd be an oxy crash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I, I'd spend way more on crashing a seven hundred now, but. I did get a chance to, so I picked up a plane from Jim from R.A. course. Uh, I wanted something small to fly in my backyard, and you know I had some ideas. And he had this little mini-yak. I don't know what the wingspan is. What what would you say the wingspan is? Like fourteen inches? Twenty six. Oh, is it that small? It's tiny. I thought it was a little bit bigger. Fourteen. It's tiny. I, I it I'll measure it later on, but it's 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 definitely like around a foot. Twelve, fourteen, maybe sixteen, but n- really not little. not much bigger. It's tiny. It's twenty
0: two, dude. Um, on it's
1: twenty two. Okay. Yeah. It's still tiny. This is. It's, it, that's small. Yeah, it's real small. And um, you know, I bought that. The glue, the whole motor package, servos, everything. Like, I just bought the whole thing from him, and and he hooked me up. So, so I bought that. Um, and then, what was it? I was walking around, and you know, there was like, this, I think the auction was after. So there was this guy selling some like ARF kits. Not, you know, it's. Fully there, like nothing's been touched. It's brand new. And it's this, it's this little 3D plane. And I was like, "Ah, eh, it looks kind of cool. So I never heard of this company, Seagull EP. And it's called an X-ray. It's an ARF. It's a 39-inch 3D plane. So like, it's all Balsala construction. You know, it's with most of its clear covering, like a yellow clear covering on yeah. it. Uh, 39-inch wingspan. It uses like a little electronic, like, Uh, what is it? Some micro servos, some park 450 or park 480, you know, I think like a 2000 or 2200 3S like power system. Like it's, it's very small, but I figure, you know, before I crash my extreme flight plane that I'm, I'm going to be getting in this month, I might as well crash this little. You know, plane that that it, it looked like it was retail for ninety nine brand new or one twenty nine brand new. Then I right. saw like a sale sticker on it for ninety nine. Then he had a price for seventy bucks, and I offered him fifty, and he and I got it. So um, yeah, yeah. So for fifty dollars wow. for a hundred thirty dollar plane, you know, it's not bad. Um no, granted, no. this thing is. You know, I don't know how old this is. Like, I have no idea. Like, it doesn't have a carbon fiber spar; it has an aluminum spar which I'll probably just buy a carbon fiber version and, and use that instead. That's a good idea, though. Fly that around until you get your... Uh, yeah, your I don't want to crash my You know, brand new, I don't know how much it's going to cost, big, you know, it's, it's going to be 60-inch, it's not that big, but, you know, plane and, like, oh, crap, that sucks, because once I crash that plane, I'm probably not going to fix it. I'm probably just going to sell it, Crashed. Um, oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or me. Yeah, to either one of you for... Uh, f- you know, deep deep discount because I'm not going to care. Deep discount. I'm not going to care once uh, you know <laughs> I put a flight on it and crash it. I mean, come on. Um, so I figured let's get this thing, and it's cool. And then this guy was like, they're doing auctions there, which you know I know I know we've spoke about it before. They're hit and miss. Yeah. They're very hit and miss, and they're like, I mean, you got your cub for like twenty dollars there last year, was it? Yeah, was it last year or year before? Yeah, no, thirty dollars I think. Yeah, thirty dollar cub. So I've been looking for like electronics for a umx plane um because i have those little rubber band power, like power balsa kits the gullies or gullos or whatever um little balsa kits with the tissue paper and everything so i'm building one up and i was like you know what that'd be cool to make this an rc plane because that's what i'm into i'm not into rubber band power free flight i'm into rc so you know i was thinking let me find a umx plane and this little biplane It's old as hell. It's a brush motor and it has those stupid linear servos. No AS3X, none of that crap. And you know, the auction starts at like 10 bucks. No one bids on it. (laughs) Five bucks. I'm like, all right, for five bucks, I'll put my hand up. And then, you know, some other guy was bidding and I was like, oh, little bidding war, huh? Uh, no. It went up to 8 bucks, and I won it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, for $8 for just the pure electronics alone, I don't care about the condition of the, the airframe. I'm going to yeah. rip everything out and just put it in my little balsa kit. So, yeah, I bought an $8 UMX. It's a my, It's a biplane. I've never seen this. It's like a four-something name. It's by E-Flight, but it's like four four-star or some shit. I don't know. It's old. It looks old. Yeah. It looks beat up. That's a good deal though for the electronics, man. Yeah, purely awesome. for the electronics, really. You know, and then it has your two aileron servos, your tail, and then like it has like that board where it has your receiver with your ESC and your um your rudder and elevator servo built in. So really that's yeah. all I'm gonna need. I'm gonna make it three channel. I'm not making it four. So, okay. so that'll work fine for that.
0: So dude, the guy I was thinking about, not to cut you off, but the guy I was mm-hmm. thinking about when I spoke to you at the at the swap, I was like, remember that guy we used to run into? He he wound up texting me about, I think it was the next day. No way. So what was the guy's name? Who was he? Pete, Pete Gregory.
1: Oh, your, your friend remember Pete. Pete. Yeah. yeah. The pilot that. Known
0: him for years. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And he was like, hey, Kev, I heard you guys on the FT After Hours, or RC After Hours, I keep getting that wrong,
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, podcast. Yeah. And and uh, I was like, dude, this is amazing, because I was just trying to remember, or I didn't want to say, I'm just trying to remember yeah, you. yeah. But,
1: like, like, you uh, should be like, oh, Mr. at the Adam show. But yeah, she usually goes there, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. He was like, he couldn't get away. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been, I guess, my week. Oh, I did get a chance to build that yak. Um, it literally took me one night to build that thing, like electronics nice. and flight ready, like everything. The uh, only thing cool. is, um, it uses those weird UMX three pin. It's a it's a two S battery, but it uses like a three pin. Almost looks like a balance port, but it's smaller. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I don't know how to charge it, so I'm gonna have to figure out some pins and make a make a myself a charging lead to go with my Revolatrix charger, so I could charge those batteries. So that's really the only thing stopping can, me from flying in the backyard right now is that. Yeah, can chop you can that buy off
3: one if you want to, or you can. Yeah, like Kevin said, just chop it off. Yes, yeah, that so came I have on a lot adapter. of the blade stuff, like the blade. Um, mm-hmm. The
1: it's a umx stuff right the two cell UMX. the
3: charger thing. that they sell with it actually charges and bounces through that three prong nice. plug
1: so i bought a charging lead for this plug i found it in my like you know miscellaneous power charging stuff in my garage but it doesn't work like i, I put plug it to the charger and i do balance and it says like sell count misread or some shit i don't know
3: Well, does it Plug into the balance port yeah. and the main.
1: Link. Yeah, so there's three for the balance uh, port. Your your two cells and your ground. Yeah, and then there's your your main leads. Your you know that are four should millimeter work, bullets. Yeah, it should work. Maybe um maybe I shorted it out. So I'm gonna yeah. probably take that and unsolder one of the connectors and just make my own hodgepodge. You know, maybe a, a parallel charger that does two of them because that's all the batteries I have anyways. Right.
0: I think what I did was I took the battery connecti- connection and I made a jumper from that like I think I cut it off the actual battery made a jumper from that to like the JST and then I was buying the smaller JST two cells.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're just beast. tapping into I had the it. Beast. Yeah. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science where you know, you got your positive ground and then you got your, you know, your extra cell positive, so. And
3: yeah, you can make one pretty easy. I made one to charge the uh opti power pack thing like that so
1: yeah yeah for sure it's
3: not hard to do if you want to make one
1: all right so how's your week andy i know you had some interesting
3: yeah Greek we had weather. a mm-hmm. small mini fun fly over here nice Saturday. Nice, and it turned out good we yeah, had about uh, six or seven pilots probably five or six spectators Uh, And the weather got up to like 56 degrees, which felt amazing compared to the cold weather we'd had just a couple days before that.
0: Dude, did anybody show up with apples and bananas? No. (laughs) Damn it.
3: (laughs) No. We had uh, Ray and John from Knoxville came up. And one of the guys that is part of their club down there, I think his name was Matt. Do you remember, Craig?
2: Uh, yeah uh, that sounds familiar
3: yeah matt i believe it was he didn't bring anything to fly he just come to hang out and then of course craig was there
4: mm-hmm.
3: and neil capilloric was there throwing down
4: oh, nice and his nice. buddy
3: jj hendrick brought a big plane and a small heli so he was flying it, it was it was a lot of fun just to guys like we've been talking on facebook and stuff for a while but We've never flown together, so it's cool to to meet up and just hang out for the day. Took the camper out there, took a heater. I set up my PA and sound system so we could rock some music, and just flew and nice. shot the shit. You know,
1: yeah, nice Wasn't,
3: dude. Yeah, just laid back.
1: Kind Get of a thing. chance to
0: test the camper out, kind of like not far from home. Yeah, literally. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I just took it over there in case it was going to be cold. And, no, no be. Dry run, Yeah, team was making coffee and cooking up egg sandwiches for everyone. Nice. Oh, nice. The whole thing. So that's the only thing I've done. So I, I flew Mac a good bit on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I got out today and flew my gasser a couple flights. That's that's pretty much it. It took me a couple days to prepare for this. I had to get stuff together and whatnot. Yeah, so that eat up some of my time, but it was well worth it. It was it was a lot of fun.
1: Nice. Any 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 crashes? Anything notable mentions or what?
3: You know, I don't think anyone crashed. Believe it or not.
2: Nice. Uh, well, there was guy, some little ones. Like one
3: guy, JJ, uh, is a young kid here uh, in East Tennessee that flies iMac and stuff, and he brought his mm-hmm. big one hundred and twenty cc. Nice. Was it a – I think it was a laser, maybe. No jeez. But anyway, so he was flying around. And, of course, Neil is an incredible airplane pilot. He brought two or three out and was flying. And JJ had a small X-3. He's wanting to get into helicopters. Okay. So he put it up into a hover, and about three seconds later, it just drove itself into the ground. (laughs) We got to look, and it was the Spectrum satellite wire. Got damaged, so it oh. wasn't really his fault. Mm. But that was his kind of first helicopter, and he really haven't hasn't been flying much. So he was a little bummed out about that. But being that it's an X3 blades and two or three things, it yeah. probably would cost fifty bucks to fix it.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Did, I, did anyone else crash, Craig? I don't remember
2: um, helicopters. I think. That was really the only one. Um, Neil had his oh yeah, uh, I forgot motor about detachment. <laughs> Wait, he didn't did crash. Didn't crash, but it was no. Well,
3: yeah, so Neil had a extreme flight, 88 inch. Well, it's the same plane that was in the video where he knocked the elevator off of it. <laughs> okay. All right So Wait, he's that flying Neil that around. Video? Yeah. Oh, so okay. he's flying that around and. I'm like, well, let me have a turn at that. So I'm flying it around. Then I give it back to him. And about, I don't know, 20 seconds later, it's like, it sounds weird. I don't know. So he just keeps throwing it around like a madman, right? Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And he comes in, the engine shuts off. So it's like, well, I guess it's out of fuel. So he dead sticks in to land and there's parts falling out of the cow. (laughs) What? What the the hell? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so he goes up to it and he's like, oh shit, that was a, a motor spacer. So he grabs the prop and the motor's just sitting in the cow. All oh. four bolts had come loose from the motor mount. Yeah, the only thing holding around. the motor to the airplane was the throttle the, servo. The linkage? Oh my God. Oh my, yeah, that's why it p- shut the engine off when it finally turned loose. Yeah. You know, it pulled the carburetor closed.
2: Right, right. Oh my gosh.
3: So, so that was pretty damn funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: The ignition uh, wire was severed. Also,
3: yeah, the ignition wire was cut off, and the yeah, that might be why the engine died. Now that I think about it, but I, it it would have had to got killed by the
4: because yeah,
3: the, the yeah the the servo linkage to the throttle was the only thing holding the engine on, so yeah, it, it was pretty funny. Hmm.
4: That's I awesome. don't know if
3: it had a vibration or. He didn't put Loctite on his bolts. Yeah, that's my uh, guess. Loctite your bolts, kids.
0: I've, Absolutely. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Funny part was I was flying it just 20 seconds before that. I kind of wish the motor had just completely separated from the airplane. because like, That would have been pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just shot off 50 feet in the other direction.
0: That's how my very first airplane flight went
3: did it <laughs> yeah
0: i've told that story the where i went in the, hobby kept store. Going
3: in the, the <laughs> i went stop. in the hobby
0: store and the guy's like well what do you want do you want a slow fly prop or do you want a regular prop and i'm like well i don't want to feel like a, a wuss give me the regular prop and i put <laughs> it on that plane and it, i launched hand launched it it was a foam plane you know and it yeah. ripped the freaking motor right off the <laughs> front of it <laughs> i was like oops i guess i should have got the slow fly prop
2: <laughs> oh boy nice
3: yeah i'd forgotten about that that was pretty funny he was trying to kill that airplane. He was trying well, to break was, the wings off. but it, I'm, we, we I'm surprised he didn't break
2: the wings off because he was freaking like jerking that thing like <laughs> a 90 degree corner. It's just like going straight and then like like yeah. on the well, truck box. Just cutting 90 degrees. Yeah. yeah. It was what yeah. It was yeah.
3: Doing. Knife edge, full throttle, and then full elevator and snap it.
1: Yeah.
3: But it, it held together, all but the motor.
1: How about you, Craig? So, you want to go into to your experience at the Funfly or just kind of what you've been up to?
2: So this weekend, I went down to uh, the Cherokee RC Club where Andy is a member, and that was my first like helicopter event that I've ever been to. Really? Oh, yep. Cool. Wow. Yep, and I had a blast. Uh, That's it amazing. was nice to hear. Yeah, it's nice to be with your people. Like I'm the member I'm a club of the official AMA club. There's a couple of other heli guys, but they kind of don't show up anymore. So it's just really just me. So it's nice to go hang out with your people. No, for sure. Instead of plankers. It makes a world of difference.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Craig's part of the tired iron aviation group up there. Uh And while those guys are still plankers, they're the very best plankers I've ever met.
1: Yep. Well, they're plankers, but, but, they're, the, not but not still the, plankers. they're not the dirty old plankers. They're, they're not plankers. dirty old plankers. Yeah,
0: exactly. You guys can say he's not hanging out with Bill.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> poor Bill. Sorry, oh, Bill. no.
2: But both at both places, both at Johnson City are radio controllers, which is the AMA club, and then George's place, which is kind of not officially a club, but a bunch of people hang out there and, mm-hmm. he, and fly there. You know, I'm still. Real helicopter guy at both places, so it, it was cool to hang out with actual heli people. Nice. Earlier in the week, I crashed my uh, Protos 380. No. Oh geez. Uh, where I was flying after the snowstorm in my backyard and flying against the white ground and back mm. the white hillside where it was snowing, I lost the disc and. I was practicing right rudder-piro circuits, and it just went all to hell. And when you're only like a foot and a half off the ground, you don't have any wiggle room.
1: Sure.
2: I have to fly kind of low in my yard because there's overhanging trees and stuff, so I'm kind of flying under the tree cover and the power lines and stuff. Wow.
3: Yeah, I was going to mention that. I was like, (laughs) why were you a foot off the ground? He's like, well, I have to fly under the trees. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) jeez.
1: I'd crash every (laughs) flight. My airspace consists of a foot to about five feet. (laughs) You know, so it's like, that's my flying area. (laughs) That's cool, though.
2: I usually fly an Oxy-2 there in my yard. Yeah. But I crashed that one, and my backup one is not built yet. So I was being lazy and find the 380 instead which is a little sketchy it's not mm-hmm. really a big enough spot for it but i'd gotten away with it for several weeks but it finally did me yeah so yeah that's pretty much my week if you want another oxy too i got one for sale <laughs> i've got two already i one of them i gotta finish <laughs> uh I got, I gotta repair nice
1: all right so let's go into the main topic here and let's get to know craig a little a little more here so, first of all, where are you located?
2: I am located in uh, northeast Tennessee, very close to like the Virginia, and North Carolina, Kentucky borders. I'm like right up mm-hmm. in the corner. Um, it's kind of near Bristol. I don't know if there's NASCAR fans around, but that's kind mm-hmm. of what I tell people. Most people, Hell yeah, most people have heard of Bristol. They know where that is. So um, I know where Pigeon Forge is. Yeah, that's about an hour and a half away from me. Took a motorcycle trip from Jersey
0: down there, down to there. Great town,
2: yeah, great cool family place. town. Yeah, and we go there uh, several times over during the year. Usually,
0: did you go to Dollywood? We stopped outside, took pictures, and then left.
3: Uh, you didn't want to pay three hundred dollars to go inside and look around.
0: Yeah, exactly. We we're
3: bikers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just aggravating. You.
0: Yeah, we're just saving our money for beers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Important stuff. (laughs) So, how long have you been in a hobby, Craig? First got interested in RC helis back uh, long ago when I was, I don't know exactly how old I was, but maybe 12 or 13 when I went into the local hobby shop and uh, Mm -hmm. I saw something i don't know what it is maybe it was a raptor i don't know exactly but it was you know this just this really awesome cool mechanical thing hanging off the ceiling you know it's obviously a helicopter It had you know it was the old school style where the servos were kind of remote and it had like the push pull links back up to the swash and stuff and Mm -hmm. didn't have the canopy on it i was just like wow that's awesome yeah i've always kind of had the bug ever since but I only started flying when I got a 120SR. It was a fixed-pitch blade back in uh, early 2012. I got that from the local hobby town also.
3: Did you ever do airplanes or get into those, or just went straight
2: for Uh, all? I went s- straight to helicopters. I mean, I had a an RC-10 Truggy. It was like the gold, you know, the old gold body rc10 car i've kind of been an rc enthusiast for a long time ever since i was a kid we actually there used to be a racetrack and stuff and we did that for a little while
0: that damn rc10 is in everybody's
1: uh you know history right that was a, that was yeah, that was yeah.
2: RC car to get man
1: you know, you're either an RC-10 person or you're a Tamiya person. Yeah, exactly. so like, those are
2: the main things. My brother recently sold we had We had the one we built, and we had a new inbox box shrink-wrapped kit that we hadn't built. And, no. Um, my brother wow. sold it like two or three years ago and like made a pretty good uh, bundle on it. I forget wow. exactly how much he got for it. Oh, I'm but sure, yeah. It was more than what we paid, which is very unusual in the uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, so we played with those for a couple of years and then it kind of went by the wayside for a long time. Well, until 2012 when I got the, uh, the helicopter. But as far as planks go about a year later, when I joined the Johnson city radio controllers, which is the AMA chartered club, you know, they're mostly plankers and they had this, rule where you have to be signed off and like demonstrate that you can fly pattern and stuff and take off and land and stuff. So, um, I got an apprentice, uh, it was one of the newer style apprentices. So I flew that around for a while also, but I actually, but my love and true calling has always been helicopters.
0: Um, I I belong to a club that we had, uh, yeah, had to be signed off like that. Yeah. They wanted to make sure you knew how to fly before you were Which allowed to fly
3: reasonable. up there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any harm in it. should have went in with your Haley and say, uh, okay, where's the guy that can sign me off with this?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it was actually the helicopter guy that signed me off. Um, um, he could fly pretty oh, nice. good, but he, he's kind of gotten into racing uh, street bikes and dirt bikes and stuff so he hasn't been flying i haven't seen him around in two or three years so yeah i've always been a heli guy cool they're the best they're clearly nice. superior
0: clearly superior <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> any comments made by our guests this is not the point of view of the Proof proofology <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's right. Now. I'm not disagreeing. I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Not saying yes or no. <laughs>
2: I, have a, I have a couple of other plans so- <laughs> that I never fly. My, my son though, yeah. keeps saying that I need to repair the apprentice so that he can start learning. So I I need to I dust. Yeah. Them. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was flying fine. it around inverted. Forgot that it was not a helicopter and pulled oh, the throttle down. Oh yeah! Last time I flew a three D <laughs> plane, that's what I did. So uh, same uh, thing. Put it in on its nose. Of course, when I was doing it, I was only flying a few feet off the deck. Also, so of course. Sounds like your MO <laughs> So um, all
1: right.
2: So I'm not even going to ask you if you fly planes and
1: multirotors. Well, I did get into rotors for a while. Um, I,
2: yeah. Um, oh, did you? Okay. So that was two or three years back. I got the Acro uh, FPV quadcopter. I've got a couple of frames. I still fly them occasionally. But since I've started doing the, uh, the daily thing, I've been focusing exclusively on helicopters. And I actually kind of used a, uh, one of the little micro blade quads to kind of work on orientations. My first like nose in and stuff I kinda did with what was the name of that model? Um,
3: was it like an invertri- invertrix or
2: no no it was Dutrix. before it was earlier than that. It was a, before the Dutrix. QX like
1: or nano um, q X yeah. or Nano QX, yes, yeah, that's it.
2: You know, in agility mode, if you turn off the stability it flies pretty much identical to a CP Heli, except it won't fly upside down, obviously, but
3: Yeah, it can move uh, out.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I recommend those to a lot of people for wanting to get into helis as far as learning orientations and stuff, because you can do it inside your house if the weather's yep. bad or whatever, and just mm-hmm. just get lots of stick time.
2: That's actually what I did. I flew it inside a lot. I actually flew my uh, MCPX inside some, too, even though that was a little sketchy. I might have marked up the walls a little bit. From <laughs> <top time. laughs> nice. If Gwen listens to the podcast, she might learn that. <laughs> for the first time she'd be like you did what with the wall yeah
1: <sighs> let's just say i have a tv upstairs in the living room that has some <laughs> scuff marks on the front plastic screen <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Yeah. so we've all been there <laughs> i flew the uh the 120 around for a while till i started to get annoyed with its characteristics i guess after about a year or so i started you know 45-degree fly bar on the thing makes it act funny it self which is and which teaches you you know to always hold in forward uh, Elevator to go forward and stuff which is not how the proper heli works And it also does this weird thing that if you get going, you know into forward flight It tries to pull to the right and so you're having to hold it to the left Yeah, and and the toilet bowl and all that stuff I hated that. Uh, about a year later, I got an MCPX. Well, before that, I had actually gotten like the ebooks and stuff from John Salt, the helicopterfun dot com. I think was the website. Uh, yep. So I read a, most of his blog and all that stuff, and somewhere along the way, I ran into the Archmage AU All Eights mm-hmm. simulator thing uh, on Helifreak. Yep with the slope heroes and all that stuff. That was when I decided it was time to get a proper heli. So I got the, the MCPX. it was the V two, I believe. And I started doing the, the slope heroes kind of on a uh, Phoenix, Phoenix. Okay. Yep. I didn't really stick with it. I did it a few weeks and kind of petered out. And then I started it up a few months later and it kind of petered out again Finally, got HeliX, which has like this uh, mode where you can put a circle down. And if you exit, you know, if you leave the circle, it just crashes you, whether you hit the ground or not. Yep. I actually got serious about it and actually did completed the first four lessons or something like that, where the slope hero is both ways up and inverted. Wow. Um, wow! And I got down to where I could do the full 15 minutes uh, without crashing on all four Piros.
0: Damn.
2: So at that point, I decided it was time to get a 450, which I guess was around. And that's when I joined the, the JCRC club. I'd send them an email to their email list asking you know, if somebody could look over my build, you know, and, like, pre-flight it and maiden-flight it and stuff. Uh, And that's when I met Klaus. He had a couple of 600 compasses and uh, a 700, and and he, like, threw down for me that day, and I was just like, holy shit, that's awesome. Nice. (laughs) And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he flew my T-Rex, too, and it was fine. You know, he was impressed that, as a beginner, that I had it all set up correctly. He didn't really have to do anything. I think maybe w- the rudder compensation was wrong, but mostly he was like, man, you've built this pretty solid. So, But it turns out that I, it, it was a T-Rex uh, 450 Sport V2, which was a fly bar heli with a belted tail, and I like got halfway through building that fly bar head and I was like, this is this thing sucks. So I got the <laughs>
4: yeah. I got the
2: flybarless conversion kit for it and put that on it. So I it never I never flew it with a flybar. I never I never finished that head. Um, and I got the Spectrum uh, with the built-in BeastX Seventy two hundred? Yeah, the seventy two hundred. First time I maidened it in my backyard, it's kinda funny. I was so stressed and freaked out that my back hurt the next day. So wow. I, I was so <laughs> tense in my legs and back while I was hovering this thing that like I got muscle soreness a couple of days later, just like I had worked out or something. Been wow. lifting, so it was uh, it was pretty crazy, but um, that heli had a short life because I didn't put a uh, bearing retainer on the motor pinion. I just used the, uh, a little grub screw thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it had this super tiny little motor shaft and stuff it, and the pinion came loose when i spooled it up one day and w- the way that model was made is it was buried and i basically had to take the frame side off to get to it and uh i ended up breaking off like the heads on like three or four of the screws trying to disassemble it and so i was basically done with it at that point <laughs> i didn't like it at
3: all you build it too good.
2: Yeah, You use too much Loctite, I guess, and the mm-hmm. and it didn't have it had the little button head screws that Yeah, those suck. Instead yeah. Instead of the the big socket head screws. So there, mm-hmm. there wasn't there's not a lot of meat on those those uh, screws and they they tend to break off. Yep. So I kind of lost my love for it at that point, but just because it was a pain in the ass to work on. I really like building models, but I hate wrenching on models. A lot of times, you know, if I crash one, it sits in the corner for months before I get around to fixing it, particularly if I have other helicopters to fly instead, which is why I was flying my P380 in the yard instead of my Oxy. Yeah. So anyway, after I'd met Klaus and he was a compass rep, you know, I started looking into that. So I replaced my, I sold the, uh, the 450, the T-Rex and got a warp 360 instead and that thing was cursed. Oh, no. And I had a uh, Contronic ESC in it. It was like a Kobe 40 or something like that. So I'd put, you know, mm-hmm. nice electronics in it. And it had the stock compass motor that came with it. I got Klaus to do the maiden flight on it. And so when he spooled it up, the smoke came out. No, it never no. left
3: the ground. Oh, no. Now the ESC or the motor? ESC and the motor
2: both. Oh, it dang. smoked everything. I don't know what the problem was. I mean, we looked at it afterwards, and Klaus was like, "Dude, it looks like this thing was was soldered up right and connected right." I think that there was just something wrong with the ESC or the motor, and it just it smoked it. Like it, had burnt like the plastic melted off of the ESC and everything, wow. and all nice. of the insulation in the uh, inside the motor. The you know the varnish was all burnt and stuff. So. But ProStar, they hooked me up. They actually replaced it, Uh, no cost, which was pretty cool. I don't know if it was because of New Klaus or not. He was a rep. That might have had something to do with it. But, um, you know, ProStar was the Compass uh, distributor. So that was cool. And so the second maiden flight was also Klaus. He he pulls it up into a hover, he's just sitting there, you know, and he starts to wiggle the collective and wiggle the. Cyclic a bit, just to you know, to get a feel for the rates. It's still basically just sitting there in a hover, just kind of twitching it around, Mm -hmm. and then it just falls. It just goes blop, and it just falls out of the sky. I don't know what happened there. If it was like a lost receiver signal or what exactly, but with that all-in-one with the seventy-two hundred, you wouldn't think that you would have receiver issues. But so second, second maiden or flat number two crashed so i was getting kind of annoyed at this point (laughs) (laughs) so we decided that to replace the 7200 so the third time was the charm and uh so on its third flight klaus thrashed the ever living shit out of it and uh so that's kind of when i got serious about doing the all eights and stuff after crashing it a couple of times like every single time i crashed it it would eat servo gears. The warp has like this very well. I think Compass was actually the first person that came out with um, the direct swash drive, um,
3: like the DFC style.
2: Yeah, the yeah. DFC style. It was actually Compass that came out with that. Yep, just the straight swash to uh, to the linkage to the, to the yeah, the head. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was always breaking my servo gears. And I was using the MK- MKS, the DS-95s, and the 95i on the tail. And like there was one crash where I broke all four servo gears. Oh, oh man. So replacing the gears in the servo was not that annoying. But getting the servos out kind of, of the annoying. airframe on the warp sucks. Yeah. You just have to take apart sucks. a lot of that, Haley, to take those servos out. I was, after crashing it three or four times... I got pretty um, done with that airframe. So I ended up, I fixed it all up and sold it for like a couple hundred bucks for just the airframe. I kept all the electronics and stuff. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I also got a Compass 6HV Ultimate and built that all up. And uh, I actually made that one myself. Nice. Uh, And it, it went all smooth. It was great. That helicopter has been awesome. I still have it. Cool. Uh, so, what what do you do for a living? If you don't mind me asking, I am a software developer. I uh, mostly do uh, web programming on .NET platform with C sharp oh, nice. and SQL mm-hmm. Server and um, stuff like that. But I'm also i also also dabbling in like Linux and you know other sort of open source uh, platforms nice. too. And I work for I actually work from home, work remote for a uh, but uh, health plan, uh Medicare Medicaid administration uh company that's out of we've got uh offices in Seattle and Maryland and Texas. Yeah. But I, I just work out of my home remotely. Yeah, that's awesome. The closest to office is Nashville, which I occasionally drive up to Nashville mm-hmm. to for a meeting or whatever and or you know, I fly to some of the other locations. Yeah. A few times a year, but I mostly just work from home. Living a dream.
1: (laughs) Do you have any sponsors? Nope. Just MasterCard, Visa, Discovery? (laughs) Yep,
2: yep. Just my wallet.
1: Just your wallet wallet and And my work-from-home job. (laughs) And your wife, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, Do you sim?
2: Yeah, I try to sim. Well, I was doing the all-8s things. Well, I still do some of the all-8s stuff in the sim. Okay. so, go back to basics and stuff. That's cool. What I'm most working on right now is pirouetting circuits, basically doing figure mm-hmm. eights. It's basically the all eights pattern, but doing pirouettes at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm trying to do, you know, go both ways around the eight and pirouetting both left and right, uh, the same thing inverted. Nice. So, I can do the upright ones pretty well uh, with both left and right rudder inverted. I can do pretty decent left rudder, but uh, right rudder still makes me crash a lot. It's getting better. I think yesterday I managed to do a whole pack on the simulator without crashing doing inverted right rudders. Nice.
1: Cool. Um, Uh, What is your sim choice? What do you like to fly on?
2: Recently it's been accur Nice. But I spent a lot of time on Mm HeliX, which was pretty nice. It's got cool training modes. It has one that's kind of interesting. I talked about the training circle thing already, but there's another one that's kind of cool where it just kind of puts your helicopter into some random orientation in the sky and it's falling. Oh, yeah. And you have to save it, land it. That's kind of a cool thing. Yep, I've heard that's that. That's
0: my normal flight.
2: Um,
0: <laughs>
2: it is. It's so I, I, I go back to that one for to do that. That a bad thing to, to do, though. In. But uh, as far as total hours it's been helix mm-hmm. but uh, i just recently switched to accuracy maybe six months ago basically since i started the the daily flying thing yeah
1: what is your fleet consists of like what helis do you have right now
2: right now i've got two oxy twos i had an oxy three but i've sold it it really was not a good fit it was kind of too big for my yard so the oxy twos are for the yard and i've have two, so when I crash one, I have the other one. But, but it doesn't really help until you actually build both of them, which I haven't yet. I've mm-hmm. got a Proto's 380. I've got a Compass 6HV Ultimate Proto's uh, Max V2 with the 770 stretch on it. Nice. It's the uh, the Evo version, and I've actually upgraded it with the new the new tail. So I guess technically it's a seventy 770 X. And I also have a Goblin 570, which uh, I actually got from Andy a few months ago. Oh, you got a seven, uh, 570. Nice. Yep. Andy. And I've got like some little micros mm-hmm. that, have left that I haven't gotten rid of. I've got my MCPX still, and I've got a 130X, which is the pits. I do not like the 130X. Mm-hmm. I flew it a lot because it flew a lot better than the MC- MCPX at the time, yeah. but... Does not compare to a to an oxy or mm-hmm. or the one eighty CFX. I also have the one eighty CFX. They're all in various states of disrepair. Those little helis. Uh, I mean, that's uh, what
1: they're for to to learn on and crash yeah. them and yeah. I got boxes of
3: them in disrepair, but it's like, what's the point? You're gonna, you're not gonna want to fly it if it's fixed, so why bother? <laughs>
2: I basically fix them up once a year for like our our uh, winter indoor fun flies. And I usually crash them all at the same time. <laughs> they, they sit for a year until the next yeah. winter. Nice.
1: What type of support equipment do you use as far as like radio, batteries, chargers, you know, stuff like that?
2: Well, uh, I started with the Spectrum 6i. Mm-hmm. I got... One of the very first DX9s, like when they first came out, like pre-ordered it. Nice, yeah. So the DX9 was my mainstay for years and years. I picked up a jetty secondhand from the Helifreak classifieds Mm -hmm. from Kilo X-Ray. I don't know if you guys remember him from or ran into him at all on Helifreak, but uh, he was a pretty active Helifreak guy.
0: That name sounds familiar, actually.
2: It's got his decals and stuff all over the jetty case. I've never bothered to remove them. And I'd had that for a long time, and I'd never switched over to it. And uh, when I first met Andy, uh, Andy had showed up at George Baker's place, and uh, we got to chatting, and he was like, oh, I fly jetty. I was like, oh, I've got a jetty, but I've never used it. And he's like, well, dude, we have to fix this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, misery likes company.
2: So I drove down to Andy's place to the farm. I don't know; it was back in the summer. Andy corrected my uh, error of my ways and put the the Jetty receiver in my Max. Uh I just
3: like people to have the best equipment. That's all. Yeah,
2: the integration with the Brain Two is uh, really nice. So I'm currently flying Jetty, which is nice. But I've only been on the Jetty for maybe six months. However long it's been I guess it's been Well it's probably more like Nine months now It was back in the summer
3: I think you Autoed too Didn't you
2: Yep Uh, First autos That was my first auto Actually that was Kind of the point Of going down to Andy's Was to have a Auto training day Because I had Seen that he was Pretty good at doing autos So uh, I haven't done any since Either So Not intentional Anyway Mm -hmm. I've had an ESC Shut down a couple of times On my Uh on my Compass 600, and I managed to land successfully without tearing up anything. So that was good. But I've not done any autos in anger since that day at Andy's. Blame. Yep. Well, autos in anger? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> or intentionally turned the thing off. <laughs> uh, I've always been an eye charger guy. All right. I, nice. start, I started out with one of the little ones. 10-0- 1006B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 1006B. The power supply I got with it was unintentionally too small, so I didn't realize that it was like one of the combos from Progressive, but I didn't realize that the bundled power supply wouldn't run it at its full wattage. But it really wasn't a problem because I was just charging little batteries at the time. But when I got into bigger helis, I upgraded to the 4010 Duo. Yeah, that's a good one. And I originally kind of built... A case, a homemade case out of Harbor Freight uh, box. Okay. Harbor Freight yeah. case. It's supposed to be aluminum, but it wasn't really aluminum. It was really cardboard with like aluminum rivets. Yeah, aluminum 4. Yeah, I know which one you're talking aluminum about. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I used uh, two of the uh, the server power supplies, two mm-hmm. of the twelve volt server computer server power supplies in series, and that lasted me a good long time. Till eventually, one of them just failed. It was like a hot day, and
1: that's all it takes.
2: And I didn't really have ventilation in the my homemade case. It didn't have a fan in it or anything. Oh yeah. Thanks. So I I ended up cooking it, and I replaced that with uh, with the Meanwell the the beast the big Meanwell two thousand I think is the model. Yeah, the Meanwell two thousand. Yeah. This was before the bump, the Revo bump. If I was buying it again, if I was getting into it again today, I'd probably go with the Bump. But since I have the uh, charger, I didn't really see any point in switching over. But the Bump controller looks pretty sweet. Um, yeah, it's
1: pretty handy. I like it. Yeah, Steve's got yeah, that. Yeah, I went from a an charger. When my 4010 died, I uh, I said, why not? Let me try something different. And I went with that.
3: That's what I did. Yeah. I had a 40 twi- 4010. The 4010 dual, Yeah. But there's still parts about it i like better than the revo but the bumps pretty damn yeah fancy Mm -hmm.
2: i saw someplace where somebody had uh hooked up an rfid sensor to his jetty and he was using um the bump tags to do some change some settings in his in his jetty like change the capacity alarm or something or maybe it was just doing flat counts or
1: the control can do that also Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Just a battery ID tag, so
1: your radio knows what battery you have in the heli.
2: But that was just a hack, you know. Jetty doesn't have an RFID sensor in it. This was a kind of a custom thing that he had done. Fly barless, um, I started with the 7200. With my Compass 6HV, I went with the Spectrum. Or not the Spectrum, sorry, the Spirit. Mm. Okay. It was like when the Spirit's first it started becoming popular. And I chose that because... It had rescue, and it didn't cost six hundred bucks like the heli command. Mm -hmm. It's okay, but I found tuning it difficult because it kind the developer kind of hides the pids from you. Oh, really? And puts in these other funny sounding parameter names that are not exactly pids. Like it's got parameters like pyro consistency and. Stuff like that, instead of just giving you the PIDs. Yeah. Um, With Klaus's help, we managed to get it flying pretty solid. But that's the only spirit I've got. On everything else, I've got brain twos. Nice. Not that I'm very good at tuning those either, but at least I can understand what the settings are. Let's see. Uh, Other servos, I mostly use BKs. Cool. ESCs, I've kind of got a hodgepodge. I've got some hobby wings. I've got some Contronics. I've got some YGEs. Nice. I've tried Castle. Don't really care for Castle much. I sold those. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, connectors. I have the EC5s on my uh, compass on the 600 DT, or is it DX60? DT60s on the little stuff.
1: XT60. XT60. X-T60 yeah. Yep. Yep. The Hobby One connector. Yep.
2: On my newer stuff, I've used the uh, RC Pro Plus. Yes. The S sixes, so that I can hook the them together. The, the single ones, so I can hook mm-hmm. them together in series. But you have to be very careful because I goofed oh, yeah. up my charging twice. Oh, super in, easy to. Yeah. Two days consecutively. Oof. I was disconnecting it, and I did something that shorted it. I like fried all of my balance walk connectors. They just melted. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, if you get the polarity wrong too.
1: or something, and the balance connector is plugged in, it'll just yeah.
2: No, it, just... it, it was because I had uh, I hooked the the two orange pips together. I hooked them together in series, and I hadn't had, didn't have it fully disconnected from the charger. Oof. Okay. Um yeah, so I think I was I just 12S recently.
0: through the charger didn't like that, huh? Yeah, that's exactly what I did just recently.
2: So, for that instant, incident, I. Um, I decided to scrap those packs because I that wasn't. I think I kept that pack, but it had all the um, the leads and stuff melted off of it. Yeah, I had to replace all all seven of them. Um, and then the next, uh, my charger was still okay. But then the next day, I actually put the full fourteen S <laughs> voltage no. into my eye charger and Ugh. let the smoke out of my forty ten. Yeah. Ugh. Uh and it, I mean, the smoke bill- billowed out of it. I uh, definitely let the smoke out. Yeah, yeah. That was and a when they
1: go up, bleep. they go up. Yeah,
2: that was annoying. I was so pissed at myself. I was like, "You f- bleeping idiot!" <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah,
3: um, we know so a guy that plugged his batteries together twice, one one week and then the, again Can the we next don't. week. Yeah,
2: I did it on two. That's two since. S- Consecutive days, one day after the other. You would think, after just doing it yesterday, <laughs>
4: right? That I, lesson, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that I would have had enough sense not to do it the very next day. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I replaced it. I, I got it on uh, black. I replaced it on Black Friday, and I got a refurb unit from um, Progress, Progressive um, for a pretty good deal. I Got the Black Friday sale plus it was a refurb, so I only got it for like. 150 bucks or something, I forget. But, nice. Uh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So let's see, yeah, I guess that's pretty much all the stuff, right? Like, cybers, yeah. Connectors, uh, ESCs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all stuff.
1: Nice. Let's talk about this uh, flying everyday business that you've been doing. So how many days has it been?
2: Um.
1: Is there an actual name for this, or is it just the...
0: It's the flying everyday George business. Baker Fly Every
1: There's
2: Day. It's the tired, it's the Tired Iron Aviation Daily Flying Challenge.
0: Okay.
2: So George is a pretty cool guy. I mean, he is like so into warbirds; it's just ridiculous. I don't know, mm-hmm. if you guys. Oh, have that
1: an EDS, right?
2: Yeah, EDFs. I um, don't know if you guys have seen pictures of his of his hangar, but he's probably got like a hundred models hanging off the ceiling and stacked on the walls and under his workbenches and stuff. It's it's crazy. You know, he's really active in that community. He's in with Motion RC and stuff. Mm-hmm. He never has actually said he's sponsored, but I'm pretty sure he's sponsored. Um, <laughs> um, he buys enough stuff from them anyway. Um, yeah. So, anyway, he had just been flying every day on his own. He started, you know, he decided he was going to fly every day, rain or shine, sickness or health,
4: mm-hmm. traveling or not. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: Outdoors, at least one pack, one flight outdoors. So, like, you know, flying a quad inside or whatever doesn't count. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or at least for him. You know, for his challenge, it was flying a plank outside every day. It was just kind of an accidental thing. And he was coming up on doing this every day for a year. So, a bunch of the guys... Decided we wanted to do something special to commemorate this, and mm-hmm. uh, we pulled our money together, and we bought him an EDF. I'm not a, a planker guy, so I don't remember the exact model of it, but – and we presented it to him on his anniversary of flying every day for a year. And, um, you know, we made this huge deal out of it, and we had a cake, and, you know, we actually made him cry and uh, it was actually (laughs) was on the AMA uh, air their news segment thing that they do Mm -hmm. Uh, so we recorded it and got it on there and everything so that's cool so since then you know it's kind of become a thing for other some other people have decided they're going to do it too several of like the people in the tired iron aviation like Steve's kids are doing it Steve Hodges both Steve Hodges sons are doing it like uh, it's, it's like a
1: movement. It's,
2: it's, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Kind of. There's. There, I've even seen some people in other parts of the country that are just maybe members of the Tired Iron Facebook page, or mm-hmm. maybe met mm-hmm. George at um, Joe Nall or one of the events. Mm-hmm. So there's people all over the place doing this. It kind of <laughs> is awesome. a movement.
2: Yeah. yeah, I decided I was going to do it on his two-year anniversary. So he's. Mm-hmm. Which was on July 24th of 2018, uh, was when he rolled over for two years flying every single day. So I decided I was going to do it with the modification of I was going to do it on a helicopter. Yeah. Today was day 197. Damn. <laughs> wow. Of, um, it's quite impressive. Flying, it is, man. Flying every day. Now, it's not always... A lot of times it's just one pack because that's all I can get in for that day. Particularly, you know, during the work days.
3: Yeah, or it's raining, snowing. Or if, or if it's yeah. raining,
2: you know, if it's Wind's raining. Blowing 100 just, miles an hour. Yeah, if it's raining or the weather's bad, you know, I'll just do the one flight and, and call it good. I don't want to, like, risk flying in the rain longer than I have to. Usually in the rain, I fly the my... Um, uh, 380, my Protoss 380. And it's got the Evo style canopy, and it kind of wraps around everything and keeps the uh, the electronics dry for the most part. So I haven't had any trouble flying in the rain. Now I haven't flown in like a freaking monsoon or anything like that. Most of the time, it's just you know rain.
3: Well, how much just would running. you say you've you've progressed, Craig, since you started this?
2: Oh, yeah. massively.
3: Because I've seen mass- you get a lot better,
2: massively. For several years, I kind of stagnated because I was only getting out to the field to fly maybe once a month or maybe, you know, less than that. Maybe once every couple of months, I would go fly for a few packs. And it's hard to do any progression when you're that way because you're nervous and you've backslid and... It
3: takes the entire day just to get back to where you were the last time you flew.
2: exactly. And so I got solid at sport flying after just a couple of years. And I stopped crashing a lot, you know, because of the all eights, um, program mm-hmm. and then flying inverted and, you know, base, pretty much basic sport flying, I was pretty good at after a few years, but, uh, where I didn't fly a lot, I backslid and inverted, got very i could do it but it was very stressful and uncomfortable and uh, so i didn't like to do it i could still do upright stuff really you know pretty good without having to think about it
0: so craig did you have during this time frame like in the last 190 some odd days was there ever a period where like you had a bunch of helicopters down and you were like oh crap i need parts and i gotta get this fixed to keep up Uh, with this do you ever spell sort of like that?
2: Halfway? I mean, I've always had, I haven't been completely without a model. I have crashed my Oxy and then have to go up to a bigger model, which forces me to have to like travel to the a flying field, which logistically is much more difficult. Yeah. It's been really the only problem I've had with that. But okay. as far as the progression goes, since starting the daily flying, like my inverted flying in general has become unconscious competent, you know, level four on that skills progression, you know, the, the unconsciously incompetent. And then after you fly for a while, you realize, Hey, I, I do suck. So then you know that you suck. So that's level two. There's a name for this. I forget that some psychologists like describe this and then
3: <laughs> uh, level two,
2: the next level up is like, you're competent, but it's not automatic. Right, you don't. You have to think about it, and then the fourth level is like unconscious and competent. So you, you, it's like completely hardwired. You don't think about it. Is before, there a level zero? Because I'm probably. No, like trying. I'm
1: trying to see where I fit in I'm that. Point like <laughs>
2: five. Um. So for just basic sport <laughs> flying and stuff, like before doing the the daily flying, I would say I was like level four at upright, but like level two at inverted. You know, but now I can fly inverted uh, all day long without being stressed out. And uh, I've also been doing the pirouetting, the pirouette circuits. So that's been basically all I've done for these 196 days as far as just going out and practicing on the CM and in real life, just doing pirouetting circuits. Wow. Like an entire pack of just doing a figure eight while pirouetting. And then the next pack, I'll pirouet the other direction. Um, What
3: did you tell me you had to be able to do before you considered knowing all your orientations? Some kind of like pirou loops with both directions
2: and both piroues. So my plan, I kind of have this plan of what what I'm going to do. So I'm starting out with the horizontal pirouetting, right? Like doing a circuit, like a figure eight. Uh, All four ways, left and right rudder, upright, and left and right rudder, inverted Um, circuits that way. And I can do the upright ones mostly, I guess, at level four, unconscious competence, inverted. I'm pretty solid with left rudder. I prefer left rudder over right, but um, I try to always do everything both ways to stay balanced i don't want to get sided i am sided i prefer left but since i started with like the archmage all eights thing you know that drilled into my head it's like practice every orientation every direction do your circuits both ways blah 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 so that's i've continued that habit into trying to learn pirouetting nice but right rudder inverted is is rough that is super stressful um i can do it like five miles high in real life i'll i'll do them but but then uh i found after just practicing pirouetting travel just basic circuits that i could just kind of do paraflips one day without really having explicitly practiced them mm-hmm. i'm not real good at doing them continuously you know para flipping continuously over and over again but right. just going from like upright to inverted or from Inverted to upright, doing like a half of a flip. I don't mean a half pyro flip, but half of a, you know, flipping the helicopter over halfway. I can just do them with like holding in the rudder all the way. You know, I might pirouette five or six times during that transition. Mm-hmm. The trouble I have with trying to do them continuously is uh, when I go from upright to inverted, and then, trying to continuously to go back around, I end up rotating the disc like ninety degrees and end up flipping like sideways instead of away, if that makes sense. yeah, just keep
3: doing that though, and then you'll have a chaos. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, but I don't want it to be that. I want it to be this super <laughs> perfect. the disc stays in this perfect uh rotation, right so. So then the next phase will be to do pirouetting loops with both inside and outside loops mm-hmm. with both left and right rudder, which I can't do worth a hoot. I crashed instantly. Basically I can do like the down leg, you know, of the loop, but going up just gets me all out of whack. I can't do them at all.
0: Um, yeah. It's gotta be hard to keep that momentum going. Yeah. While climbing like that.
2: And so, like, my long-term goals are to be able to fly the helicopter in all rotating reference frames. So, pirouetting would be, like, one rotating reference. The other would be continuously tumbling. So, like, doing a tumbling circuit, like a tumbling figure eight where you're flipping forwards continuously uh, and flipping backwards continuously and do figure eights and loops doing... Tumbles like that in all orientations, like sideways, forwards, backwards, and uh, also doing rolling circuits and loops. So that's that's like my end goal. It'd probably take me years and years to accomplish that, but that's that's kind of my training plan for the next who knows how long.
3: My head would explode if I tried that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's I figure if video. I can
2: do all that stuff, then. I should be able to fly pretty good,
1: yeah oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm sure you can fly probably better than all three of us right now, yep, it's pretty good,
2: nice after I got warmed up Saturday down at uh andy's event i was I was flying pretty hard and kind of low ish,
1: nice, well, you're used to it right? <laughs> you're yeah. used to flying
2: below the tree line and below what? the brush line <laughs> not branches. with a, not with a seven eighty or a Sure, yeah. Inch, but yeah. <laughs> So,
1: how do you handle when, like, you know, like, it's vacation time or, you know, you got pneumonia or something and you're, like, dead (laughs) sick? Well, I take
2: my Oxy-2.
1: And just go out?
2: Like, I had a business trip. I had (laughs) one business trip I went on. So, I packed up my uh, Oxy-2 and six packs. Um, I just charged them before I left. I didn't take a charger with me. And um, I just flew one pack a day. I went out and I found patio sort of area that was kind of behind the hotel and, and just flew there
1: just pull it well, up and go for it i huh? send yeah. it,
3: what right. would you do if you crashed on like the second day well then Ooh. i would be
2: screwed
1: <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't do anything be
3: finding different. a hobby shop hey, yeah 230s <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, I did not have a contingency plan for that. But I didn't really do anything terribly. You flew very conservatively. Yeah, I'm uh,
1: sure you Yeah, you flew conservatively knowing that you don't have uh, multiple helis or your parts you know, with you.
2: Right. Uh, and so That's I've gone awesome. on a couple of vacations that were short and I did the same thing. All right. So cool.
1: Yeah, I wonder what happens if you take a cruise. <laughs> Just fly off the port. It's <laughs> international
0: waters. It doesn't count. <laughs> 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 no, it counts double,
1: Kevin. Like, I'm
2: always uh, looking for the out. Be like that old video from where the guy was flying the raptor. In the arm, yeah, he was the right. navy or something, and he was flying yeah. it off the side.
1: I'm sure you, you know, you have it in your mind to just keep on doing this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so do you see an end to this? Like, I mean, obviously, if you, I guess, if you achieve your goals of like tumbling and all different, you know, orientations and stuff like that, while doing. While moving, I guess, while doing figure eights or whatever. They yeah. don't like, want the hopping. Yeah, I mean, like, are you going to, you know, is this just, like, something you just want to do?
2: Yeah, forever? just the, pers- pers- the personal challenge. As far as the daily flying thing, like, after I get to a year, I'm not, I'm going to not, I'll relax about it. I'll still fly a lot, but yeah. I'm not going to be, like, super hardcore, I must fly every day, like, damn, now. But, uh,
3: Isn't George
2: close
1: to a thousand days? I think he is, right? He's close yeah. to third year, fourth year?
2: He's like two and a half. <sighs> two and a half, okay. I started my daily thing on his two-year anniversaries, which was July 24th. Yeah. So, he's he'll be coming up on, uh, I guess it's about four or five months to go to get to three years for him.
1: Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely talk to George about that in a couple of weeks when he's on the mm-hmm. show, but... That's that's just interesting. It's it's good that like you know like George kind of like says, "Hey, I'm gonna sit to do this," and inspires, you know, a whole bunch of folks to do this too.
3: Makes me feel shitty though because I really have no reason not to do this challenge. Zero reason.
2: He has like this monstrous acres and acres. How many acres is it? Thousands.
3: Yeah,
1: somewhere around there.
2: (laughs) And there's no trees. There's no power lines. There's
1: nothing. There's no. There might be
2: a tree half mile away. (laughs) We <laughs> just walk out the backyard, mow some beans. You can't sell them anyway. Process oh, the jeez. <laughs> nice.
1: You
0: know, he walks out and he goes, you know, that post isn't looking too good there. No, I'm not going to fly today. <laughs> <laughs> fly. The sun's
3: in my eyes. The sun is in oh, my eyes. The wind's blowing the wrong direction. If it wasn't, 70, <laughs> Go I the got a million side of
2: the house.
1: Nine, nine excuses. I
3: got dust in my eye.
2: Actually, that day when I flew at Andy's place, I was mm-hmm. uncomfortable flying because it was flat and there's no trees. There's there's no really hills. I'm not. It was odd flying against the bare sky for me. Mm. Right. It's
0: always it's always weird flying someplace new. I think for the first time.
1: Well, definitely, but I mean, I wouldn't. I would probably like. Like, I find it weird when there's, like, obstacles I need to be aware of while I fly, compared to, like, if it's just a flat, open land. Like, like Kevin, when we fly at the, that farmer's field that we used to fly at, like, you know, it's flat land. Like, I nothing
0: yeah, but really, I, you I, know? I definitely see where he's coming from, because I remember the first time I actually got a chance to fly a plane in, a, in an area where it was more than, like, whatever I was using, like, a soccer field. Like, I had almost... Like as far as I could fly straight out, I could fly, yeah. and I thought it was kind of strange because I was like, look at this. The plane's like 20 feet off the ground, and it's like 100 feet away. Easy. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is really weird. So I thought it was great because I had all this room, but it just yeah. felt, felt weird. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm the, op-
3: I'm the opposite. I like to see it against the sky, the silhouette. Yeah,
1: me too. Like up at well, George's, yeah. it's
3: kind of against a mountain or a hill. So, you're always flying with foliage and greenage yeah. and trees and yep. stuff behind you. So, I find it hard to see in that situation.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's part Every, of reason.
2: Mm-hmm. Everywhere around where we live and where George and I live, we're, we're in the mountains. We're in the hills. There's no yeah. flat. Land. And Andy's, you know, it's still not that far away, but it's relatively flat there.
3: I got the one flat spot.
2: It's, <laughs> yeah he really does i mean there's hills but they're very far away i don't know if it's because of the nolichucky there or, or yeah. what exactly but it's kind of an unusual geography for this for this area of east tennessee for it to be as flat as it is i mean it kind of has some rolling hills i mean it's not flat like a like in the in the midwest or anything but yeah you don't have hills that are high enough that you're flying against yeah earth as a backdrop versus sky like so yeah it, it was mm-hmm. it was different it was kind of odd
1: nice all right uh is there any other questions for craig or do we want to move it on to our next section the top 10 let's
2: move it on top 10
1: through the top 10 all right so craig this is the top 10 shotgun round and we'll be kind of um going through 10 questions real quick and just mm-hmm. off the top of your head you know just answer the questions uh, Yep. what order do you guys want to go in
0: I'll go. Uh,
1: I'll go first. I'll go third. I guess I'll go second. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So the top ten shotgun round. Let's do this. All right, Craig. Uh, pinch
2: your thumb. Uh, thumbs on top, fingers in the front. So, I guess maybe it's pinch. I'm not sure exactly. It's a hybrid pinch, yeah. But yeah, about and I use like pretty heavy springs too. Okay, a lot of tension. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nitro electric. Electric. I have watched people fret with nitro motors. Of course they were plankers, but fret with nitro motors all day long and never get it to work. and I'm just not interested in that at this point. Maybe someday I might get into a feel of some sort, but electric all the way right now. Sure. Right, huh?
3: Smaller than 500 or bigger than 550?
2: Oh, well, bigger the better. I fly nice. both. I mean, right. I fly the little stuff from my backyard. But uh, just because it's a subdivision, I guess this would
3: be a, your preference.
2: My preference, I'd rather far bigger. I like the beast. I like my, uh, I like my uh, seven seventy Protos. Nice. It uh, is a freaking monster when I run it at like twenty one hundred RPM. Jeez. Like <laughs> it is ridiculous. It rips holes in the sky, baby. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: The next question is: When was the last time you
2: flew a fly bar? I have never flown a fly bar. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess my fixed pitch, my 120 yeah, SR a little was... 45 yeah. degree
1: fly bar, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs>
2: no.
1: <laughs> uh, sport or 3D?
2: 3D, big air. Mm-hmm.
3: Strap or strapless? Do you use a safety necklace?
2: Mostly I use a strap, but I've kind of been developing not using one. Yeah. But I still like the strap. I like to since I do the hybrid pinch thing, I kinda like to be able to push down uh, with my palms against the top of the radio and push against the, the strap. Okay. okay. Uh, uh cor- or brushless servos. Coreless. Well I've never I've never flown any brushless. I've just they generally cost more and
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. eh, I, I don't Coreless is what I've always flown. I don't okay. know that I would like brushless better or not. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, fuselage style or pod and boom? Eh, I have both.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Which do you prefer? I don't know. I do not like boom supports. That is mm-hmm. for sure. I much mm-hmm. prefer a, a single boom like the Protos Evo, where it doesn't have any boom supports, yeah. or like the Oxys. You know, they don't have boom supports. Yeah. Um, right. The only full fuselage I have is the um, the five seventy Goblin, which I got mm-hmm. from Andy, and that's the first one I've had. Uh, I like it okay. I mean, I don't I don't think I really have a preference. Okay. okay, It
1: seems more pot and boom is what you would normally fly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. unless you <laughs> might consider the Protos Evo is sort of in between ish. It has a wraparound canopy and. Kind of blends into that mm-hmm. molded tail yeah. I don't know. I like the I like the Protus Evo quite a bit. So, sure. What about low or high head speed? I like longer flight times, so I usually kind of fly a low err, but yeah. not not like rock bottom low. Kind of moderate. Right. I don't know twenty one hundred on a seven yeah, seventy doesn't seem low to me. Pretty high. Yeah. I I don't fly that very often. That's that's the. <laughs> I'm feeling nuts. That's
3: today. the show off. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, speed. Everybody get out of here. Show <laughs> yeah.
2: off. Look
1: at me and scare myself too. Start, <laughs> at the same yeah. time. <laughs> Starts
3: ripping with that thing. You can hear it a mile away.
1: Yeah,
2: I usually, that. I usually fly that at my, um, my middle head speed, which is. Like 19. It's around. Eight, I think it's 1850. Okay. I get probably six minutes off of it.
1: Ooh, with
2: nice. a 14S, uh, 4500s. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and the last cool. question
0: is Urcha or smaller events?
2: The only event I've ever been to is Andy's, but that's yeah. one of my goals. That's sad. Yeah, you're going to have to change <laughs> that.
1: I'm telling you. you know, that an Andy, because that wasn't even an because There's a lot of events uh, eagles too. That yeah, It's going to blow your mind <laughs> if you think Andy's event was good. <laughs> no offense, Andy.
3: <laughs> oh, no. I, I agree 100%. That's why I said that's sad. That's just like
2: <laughs> I five had, or six
3: guys uh, standing around hanging out.
2: I had made plans to go to the Spring Fling in Virginia.
1: Oh, you should. Two years ago.
2: And Mm -hmm. I'd actually enrolled in the Todd Bennett class that they were having just before the Spring Fling. Mm hmm. Yep. But uh, I had to cancel because work came up and I wasn't able to uh, get away. Yeah. Then I also signed up for this year's Spring Fling's uh, Todd Bennett uh, class last year well Mm -hmm. yes 2018 yep and then he canceled it todd bennett canceled that and then i was kind of bummed and i just didn't go Uh, Uh, i've been trying
3: to talk him into going
0: this year yeah gotta go this year
1: you have to go so even even if you don't do the todd bennett or even the line academy um it's such a good time and you'll have a good time you know you like you said you like andy's event because it's all like-minded folks it's that and even more so at these events you know um yeah, and you got you got Andy forty minutes away. Come on, just pick you back mm-hmm. with him and come up.
2: But I yeah. think, as far as to actually answer the question, mm-hmm. would probably prefer smaller events over Urcha, probably. But I don't, I don't really know. But that's what I think I would probably.
1: let we'll revisit this question, you know, in a year or two when you've done Urcha, you've done Spring Fling, you've done Fall Moldown, maybe maybe Florida too. You know, Do a couple, yeah. get get a couple of bigger events on on your belt, and then. And then you know, you can definitely make a good judgment call because is a beast. Yeah. It really is. I, I went for first time last year in twenty eighteen and you know, and even even after going, I'm like, ah, oh, I kinda don't want to go again. But now it's like Kevin hasn't gone, so I'm like, All right, and then Annie bought a camper. I'm like, All right, fuck it, we're all going down. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I had to go one. buy a damn camper
3: just so he'd go to Urcha. You believe this?
1: I know. These are the type of fr- these are the type of friends that Andy hangs around with.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to clog up the top ten, but Craig flew his first nitro over the weekend.
2: Oh yeah, oh, nice.
3: What'd you think of that?
2: It was different. It was very soft, like and but it. I don't think it was because it was being nitro. It's just Andy's setup is different than mine. Rates and and stuff. Uh, well, I you
3: use that weird ass center uh, spring collective too.
2: Don't yeah, I I put the centering spring on my collector <laughs> stick. When I switch to jetty, wait, I, what? Yep. So I know where it it goes back to center.
3: Steve,
4: wait, what?
3: You never heard of that, Steve? Lots of people. No, do it. I know what that is, but I've never heard of anybody flying with it. a them. spring yeah. on it so that's just when you let go of the stick, it's at zero. Yeah.
2: So that lets me that vastly it took me a little you know two or three flats to get used to but it in vast, vastly improved my flipping skills so like i can actually tell how far negative i am versus how far positive because i have pushing yeah. against the the spring
1: there's other ways of doing that though I, I think the spring i mean especially do you run the spring really tight too like how you say you that run that one your... is
2: less i don't know okay <laughs> now my cyclic springs are basically as tight as i can make them go Right, and the rudder is pretty is pretty taut, but uh, the collective is just enough hmm. for me to feel it.
1: Yeah, because most most of the new radios have like centering beeps and stuff now. That like it'll.
2: Beep I tried when that head, so. mm-hmm. uh, when I went to Andy's and we set him. He set me up on a jetty. He he set that on the Proto's model. Well, okay. for practicing autos, basically. Yeah, for practice, but yeah. I, I didn't like it. It, it messed with me. I was like it wow, doesn't really 30 work
3: 30. for three D because by the time you hear the beep, you're already past it. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Usually they're for autos or when you when you're doing like flipping maneuvers that you want to be dead center or stall turns. You want to be dead center on the stick.
3: Yeah, it's good for that. Death spirals or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, anything. But center a lot,
3: stick. I'm okay. uh, s- uh, several heli only jetty guys will do the spring thing. Uh, I don't do it because I fly airplanes and that would just suck.
2: So, I'm also electric only, so I don't need a normal mode. To right. throttle up on yeah. a you know a, a fuel heli, so. so you're gonna have
3: to learn all another setup once you get into fuel models. Yeah. Well,
1: disc- I mean, unless you don't run a normal mode, that's all you can just run uh your idle on a on a knob and and yeah. just have a throttle cut. You know, so you don't need. It's like if like if you ever set up a nitro model on an on a neon V control, normal mode is is normally turned off. Like that, you have to enable that to get that. So. You know they don't even recommend it from default. They still run your normal three banks, huh? Well, that's cool though. That's interesting. I got it. Uh, you know, next time, uh, I guess when when you do come to Spring Fling because you're gonna come to Spring Fling, um, <laughs> you you know, I, I'd be interested in see what that looks like. You know, with the whole centering experience. I've never seen that before.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was interesting when he's flying my Nitro. He's like, uh, it's like, wow, you have to use all the stick. For the collective, apparently he's got so much pitch that he just moves his eighth of an inch up or down to fly around. I, being yeah, a I've got it set where I can just slam the stick and it will still pull. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I yeah. I use the you entire toboggan, yeah, right? Yeah, I just use the whole stick.
2: Yeah, I don't ever use. I don't use the whole. <laughs> I never hit the sides on any really? of, any of the sticks. Yeah, I never hit the sides. I don't move the sticks very so, much. Uh, wow. I, I wonder if the that's rates are pretty why, hot, I guess.
1: Yeah. So you run yeah. high rates, but then you run really tough springs so that we, uh, you force yourself not to go too far.
2: Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm but curious you what
1: would happen of- if you were to, like, I guess, yeah, I guess flying Annie's or anyone else's model, <laughs> it's, you know, at that would probably feel very foreign yeah. to you.
3: See, I've actually lowered my rates. Over the last year, yeah, to use the whole use stick because you get a lot more resolution and mm-hmm. better control if you're trying to do precision stuff,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to do like like hurricanes and stuff where you're just like very slowly, you know, nudging that the, the two sticks.
2: Yeah, I, I did the stiff string, the stiff spring thing because when I was first getting started, I found this radio setup guide and I don't remember who wrote it. It might have been on Todd Bennett's site or something, and they are basically saying you want to have st- stiff spring st- tension so you can tell, so your muscles can tell where your fingers are, and you're pushing against the tension, and you get that feedback uh, of knowing where your fingers and where the stick is without...
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't,
3: I don't mind them being stiff. Mine are stiff-ish. I actually didn't try yours, Craig. Mine aren't all the way, but they're stiffer. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that so you can feel where center is.
0: I was just going to say the same thing. Yep. Just want to yeah. know where that center is.
1: And it's funny because I, I ran on my DX9, they're very stiff or tight, I guess, the springs. And then on my V Control, my first gen, I did the same thing. But this time, um, I feel like I'm progressing where I don't need to know where center is. I just feel it on the heli. Like I see it. So Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to get faster movements and with faster movement to get faster movements, you need lighter sticks basically. So, um, so I left the V control touch just the way it is like from factory. I didn't adjust anything on that Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of getting used to it. I mean, it's still a little different and I still, I'm, I have phantom inputs all the time, especially in a rudder. I do the rudder. Yeah,
2: I I put in the rudder accidentally when I get into the pitch.
0: Well, that was um, my reason for tightening that up. Yeah, I used to do that all the time.
1: Yeah, all right. Uh, let's move it to news and announcements, then.
0: All right, man. News and announcements. <laughs> I'm <said> an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all set. An announcements. who wrote right. this first one? This I wrote it. I wrote it because I wanted to just Tell see me what you guys it. thought. Just think about this: uh, powered flight with no moving parts. What is it? Fart powered or what? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> right? Air power. It's very close. Very close to being fart, but no. by mean, sunshine. Well, even if it was air powered, you'd have a propeller. This is
1: no moving parts at all.
3: No, he's talking about like compressed air.
1: Yeah, yeah. Talking about your ass farting in the air. <laughs> but you would. That would still <laughs> yeah, be a moving, air. That would still be a moving part. You'd still have. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're true. Yes, yeah, very true. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> but I I just happen to be I don't know what brought me on this on, on YouTube. Engines. And I think okay. it's been done before. Uh, yeah, Andy, it's an ion engine. And
1: oh man, you're like Star Trekking it out now. They, they not okay. as dumb as I look.
0: They, uh, well, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> or that could be part of news and announcements. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's ion engines, and it's basically, uh, I guess it's a. I watched the video. It was a, like a MIT students that put it together. It's basically a big glider that they had in a gymnasium, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. It was, you know, charged basically how a spacecraft actually moves through space, where it has charged particles and they they jump from one one side of the charge to the other, and thus creating a small bit of thrust. And uh, you know, out in space, there's nothing to hold you back really, and so the, just constant acceleration over time. Uh, and this was similar principle. Uh, so, but I thought it was pretty interesting. It just the whole concept of being able to have a powered flight with no moving parts was pretty amazing and of course cool. you know the the trolls are on YouTube with all their comments and stuff like that
1: yeah, it'd be fun to fly a helicopter in space
0: it was it was I don't know it was more yeah. or less you know not r c but it was a that size of a model so that's what why I brought it up.
2: those spacecraft are actually some of the fastest spacecraft we've ever put into space too
0: right. And they're constantly picking up speed because of these yep. ION engines. Yeah. Yep. And zero drag.
4: Sweet.
3: What else we got? Did you guys see the Kronos RSR? What? The, was it the Nuremberg Toy
1: Fair? I'm sure I pronounced it. I know it. they were, they were talking about it. Yeah. Nuremberg. Nuremberg, the German t- Toy Fair, yeah. The big German to- Toy some, Fair. Some oh, pictures
3: yeah. of the, I guess this is the updated Kronos. Mm-hmm. So
1: is this Rage RC? Yes. Awesome. Now, who's MT Tech? Because I know okay that that it. was the they're the like Horizon
3: distributor for Chronos and the guy I believe his name was Sebastian. He's part of the MT Tech, and he's the one that designed the EXO and the Chronos and God knows what else. But he actually worked as part of the. So he's the one. Okay. Redesigning this and updating it. Of course, as we talked about, Luca's going to build them in his factory.
1: It looks great.
3: Yeah, it looks neat. Just check out the boom. That's
2: yeah. Cool. yeah, the boom is sexy. It looks no, like it an boom? Yeah, it's an
3: oversized oxy boom.
2: It yeah. does look like an oxy boom. And it's got an internal push rod.
1: Yeah. Kevin, it's more, like the, it's more like the Evo boom, though. It's a, it's the Exo boom. Sorry. It's like a teardrop shape.
2: No, it, it looks so. pretty square to me. It's aluminum. It's not carving. Yeah, but if you look at the, um, oh, the cross section of it. Yeah, it is teardrop. It's not square. Teardrop,
1: uh, just a tad on the bottom. That's where it fits the, the, the push rod.
2: When you when you said teardrop, I thought you meant tapered from like front to back. But you ta- Oh no 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 yeah yeah
1: no from top to bottom like taper so there's room for that. It'd be interesting.
2: Yeah, I was excited since being a compass guy. Sure. I was bummed when my six uh, HV was discontinued. But that actually happened like a year or two earlier than the the whole mm-hmm. fiasco of the shutdown.
1: That's cool, man. I'm glad that something is coming from this. You know, like this whole like right, I, still I still can't believe it. I still can't believe the owner, or original owner of Compass, just like throw everything away. I'm closing yep. shop. What Screw a dick. you all. That doesn't yeah, make any
2: sense. I mean, no, it doesn't. And that, you would I don't think understand. that you'd at least try to recoup some money from, from that stuff and sell it to somebody. Yeah,
1: just sell everything for like here's give, give me a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> like who cares? You know? I mean, I don't yeah. care how rich you are. A million, a million, a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand. Like why wouldn't you? I, I right. don't know. Something must have happened bigger than just that we don't know about. You yeah, know?
2: I think so. Must have. Doesn't make any sense otherwise. I mean, you don't throw a temper tantrum without being pissed for some reason or other.
3: Maybe he made $12 billion <laughs> in Bitcoin and he needed a tax write-off, so he had to...
2: Maybe.
1: Sure, anything's possible.
3: <laughs> I don't know,
1: I'm just <laughs> Alright, uh, what else we got here? We got some conversion update, huh? What yeah, is it all the...
3: About? Uh, I think everybody in the gas or helicopter community would realize that Probably the Goblin Gasser is one of the most popular conversions uh-huh. that Kerry Shirley sells. Uh-huh. Uh, they fly really well. They're well-supported. He's had them for many years. Well, he's now has an update conversion kit that fits the Thunder Sport. Now you can go get a Thunder Sport and get a Gasser conversion for that, which should be nice. A little bit less expensive uh, parts and pieces, I guess.
1: I Since guess. you're changing
3: the frames, I don't know what else would change, but
1: no, I mean it's nice to have the black It'd be more hardware. updated. Yeah, it's nice to have the black hardware, like the you know the main grip, tail grip being black. Right. Um, the better landing skits, in my opinion. Can you still buy
3: a norm like a older? You can't. It's all th- it's all the thunder now, right? No, you can
1: buy a uh, uh, you know. Some of the older
2: kits you can't get anymore. Like the old 570 you can't get. You can get parts.
1: Well, I'm
3: just saying, like, if you go to buy a 700 Goblin, can you get something besides a Thunder?
1: Yeah, I know you can. I mean, I know you can still get the Carbon Edition Mm -hmm. stuff, so, like... Okay. So let me just double check here, but like a Goblin 700 Cal Stacey is still available. The Black. So is it a sport specific or is it a Black Thunder specific? Um,
3: because there's it says two different Thunder things. Sport 700, okay. but I, I don't see so where the, it says so, specific.
1: Yeah. So the Black Thunder is just a carbon version of the Thunder, you know, and then, and then sport.
3: It says you will need a Goblin Thunder Sport 700 helicopter. But then in parentheses it says the parts will also work with the Goblin Competition Seven Hundred.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh. So, so I really don't know what's updated on this.
2: I have trouble keeping up with all their models. They're not as bad as a line for just updating new, putting out new models every year, but they're kind of that in that direction. I yeah, think. I mean,
1: it <clears> is, <throat> but Greg, it isn't. It's like Greg just did it now, dude?
2: Huh?
0: Greg just did it now. Yeah. He's. Comparable lines. These about the
1: grades Oh,
2: the models are not comparable whatsoever. I'm just no, saying. no, no, I'm
1: not talking about that.
2: I'm just talking about being able to tell uh, what the difference between the models are, where they update them every yeah. year or every few years, and it's like, well, what's there really the isn't much that?
1: difference. That's the thing. They're so they're kind of playing into like. The visual aspect of a helicopter, I mean, the sport line is a little bit different, but it's only different from the carbon fiber line because it's using G10. That's the only difference. Okay,
3: here's the difference, Steve. He says, this is from Kerry Shirley. We have an updated conversion for the Goblin 700. It's It's specifically for the Thunder Sport. Since the Sport is a less expensive model, the overall cost will be less. So if you if like if I I don't have anything and I want to go build a goblin gasser I have to go buy a new kit and mm-hmm. then buy the conversion.
1: Yeah. So and that's how it's always been for right. For so Gaspar. it
3: makes sense to buy the l- the less expensive yeah. Thunder Sport to start with since you're, I mean you're throwing the frames away anyway. Yeah,
1: so and if I'm you not can save a couple that. hundred
3: bucks, that makes sense. So
1: yeah, but that's not that's not the part I'm talking about. I'm I'm like. The difference between like a thunder sport and a thunder and thunder, thunder T and all the different, like what I'm talking about, Craig, what he was saying about, like, it's kind of starting to become like an align where there's like a f- billion different versions of the same helicopter. Um, it is different, but it's really a more of a visual difference. It really is no physical difference between any of the thunder tees or thunders, black thunder, black thunder sport, you know drake edition havoc edition like all they're all pretty much the same helicopter
3: you know they said it will also work with the goblin nitro but you need a different drive belt so mm. that's cool
1: yeah that's cool for folks you that know, have a black nitro yeah wanna, want, yeah i want to
3: change it or maybe buy find a good deal on a used one or something just to build a conversion so yeah. that's cool i want to all, throw that out there
0: it does look pretty badass when you look at it from nose in it kind
1: of looks weird to me that the the Motors one thing I don't like about gas conversions is that I can't see the gas tank. And I know you don't really need to see it. These gasers run for like twenty minutes. I can see
3: my gas tank. What are you talking about?
1: But yeah, like you know, I want to be able to see the gas tank.
3: That's just on the goblin. You can see it on every other model.
1: hmm And it's just on a gas conversion because I can see my black nitro yeah. gas tank. No, over. no, that's what I'm saying. Even though I can't really see it. <laughs> I can't really tell so how much it would knock gas. a big hole in the canopy. Mm-hmm. Cut a big hole. Why do you need it. a canopy? There you go. Why the do you need a canopy? for anyway. It, it just holds my RX pack when it flies off, when the Velcro breaks.
0: Just something to go into the blades when I'm done with the flight.
3: It's like Chris Olsen said, all you need the canopy for is to put all the parts in when you crash.
2: Right. <laughs> <Great. laughs> I always fly with my canopy. See? I don't like flying without it.
0: Good job, Andy. You just insulted our guest. I know. I suck.
1: <laughs> <that was> <laughs> it's cool, though.
0: Gas is pretty sweet. In
3: it's on it's, like, it's, its own different way.
1: I don't know. I need to fly one again.
3: You won't like it.
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, people are like, "Oh, you won't like Nitro because it doesn't." You're like power all electric.
3: smacky, smacky.
1: Yeah, but i i have that's... I have some collective management, so not yeah. not good, but some
0: smacky, smacky. Yeah.
1: So what's I'd next Steve's
3: in flat l- smile, flat style, smacky, what, smacky?
1: What's th- what's
0: next in the list here? <laughs>
3: Motion RC's got a new Warbird with their line series,
1: mm-hmm.
3: P-51 Mustang. A P-51D. Yeah. A D, yeah. But Which I know everyone has a Mustang, but this is an, a small one, 33-inch wingspan, Daily Lander. Too. Yeah, and it's oh, only 120 bucks. Oh, nice. Plug and play. Pretty dang sweet.
1: And it comes with...
0: Tell me this thing is 4S. <laughs> um, I think you can do 4S on it if you want.
1: Yeah, no, it is. 90 mile per hour on 4S. So.
0: That's insane. I which love I it, already, though.
1: Ready, beginner friendly wing loading.
0: That's awesome for 850 size.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 4S 2200, which is a common size for a lot of their 64 millimeter EDF. And I like that it comes with different schemes. Oh, does yep. it? Yep. Yeah. A 457 fighter squadron, 506 fighter group. The Enchantress. No, wow, this is cool.
0: Yeah. It's the Enchantress. Wasn't she in a movie? I like yeah, that it's a DC belly movie.
3: lander and it's yeah,
0: inexpensive. On the the mm-hmm. only problem I have with a belly lander when it's the like uh, the Mustang is that cowl underneath, that vent.
3: Yeah, you'd uh, think that would get caught, wouldn't you? I, that's yeah. the first thing I thought of when I saw it. Like, how do you keep that from getting caught in the grass and shit? Yeah, yeah.
4: I don't know.
1: I mean it does say that it has a it has a skip proof underside covering durable structural enhancements. I don't know
0: that's cool though, yeah,
1: I like that it has the decal sets though that's pretty cool you can you can because like if we were to buy this, like you know we wouldn't have to mark them up as the same plane you know I like yeah. that you have options yep, nice, so go check it out motion r c yep what else we got here?
3: a new plane for our buddy George biker, uh-huh. Well, but the, it's
1: not a motion RC plane, now. Uh-oh. Uh,
3: it's a flex jet. Yeah. With thrust vectoring. Yes. Oh. Like plug and play.
1: That's what the TV stands for, huh? Was I when I first saw the link? I was like, FlexJet jet TV. What the hell's that? Yep.
3: Nice. Super PNP. Yep. It's eight S.
1: Yeah, ninety 8S. S. Ninety million. It's a big boy. Eight S, bitches. Also six hundred and fifty dollars yeah oh. yeah
3: it's not cheap they up the power system so that it has a more than one to one thrust ratio so you can oh, that's sweet do 3d maneuvers
2: mm-hmm. yeah
3: so that's pretty cool yeah it's eight? it's a little too expensive for my taste for a foam airplane but
2: yeah, yeah. eight hundred and fifty that's a lot Oh, no, yeah, 650. 650. 650. Oh, I thought you said yeah.
1: 850. Retail was 880, what? but yeah, they, they'd sell it for six forty nine nine
3: nine. I watched the video uh, when they announced it. They did a, something cool with the thrust vectoring nozzle. It's kind of set up like a V tail. So you have yeah, push rods true. on either mm-hmm. side on the bottom. So you don't, but that keeps you from having one directly on the bottom. So it's uh-huh. not going to be caught on stuff and it's yeah. all mixed together with the aura eight setup, up grass field
0: operation it says too
3: i know george has one of the regular flex jet and he said it's one of the best 90 mil edfs it's got very cool that so that's cool. neat yeah didn't he build a thrust vector vegan
1: yeah it's probably that foam foam board plane that he built uh he set it that
2: one on fire he like,
1: yeah, I heard it, it lit <laughs> on fire.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he uh, was flying it wide open. Like, I don't remember if it was the ESC or the flat pack, but one or the other of them caught on fire in in the air. And it was like, actually, it was leaving a smoke trail. I've done nice. that. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, Kevin's done that.
0: I did that with my mini vegan.
1: What'd you do? You put 4S, right? Or 6S? S? No,
0: yeah. we put 4S pack in it. Yeah. Smoked that ESC.
1: Smoked it. Caught on fire. Great. I love it. All right. So what's next for you in the hobby, then? <laughs> uh, what's no. next for you, Steve? Uh, what's next th- for you, Steve? What's next for me? I'm going to build this um, X-ray plane, and then I'm going to... Oh, Andy. Yes. We need to talk about you coming up for the AMA East show, or at least that weekend, because I think I spoke to a couple of my friends, and, and we're going to maybe get some black powder involved in that. Scientific mm-hmm. experiment we got going on so. Sounds good Uh-oh. to me Yeah, so I need you to Figure a way to get your ass up here in a couple of weeks It's good <laughs> to have
0: friends with black powder
1: uh-huh. <laughs> I got black powder
0: I know, that's why we're friends um,
1: But yeah, what's next for me is Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this plane a little bit uh, This weekend, I think Is our club's night fun fly So I gotta, I gotta see yes. if I'm gonna do that I need to get my um, Goblin 700 Nightbird Ready for that I gotta solder those uh connect, um those switches for the night radian so I could have that ready. Um yeah, and really be just those two. Yeah, I would probably just bring those two to the fly and most likely I'll probably fly to the seven hundred more than I would fly that that night radian. But yeah, we'll see. Cool. Um besides that, yeah, no. I think that's it for now. Cool. How about you, Kevin?
0: Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to the uh club night fly event thing. Bring the mm-hmm. night radiant. I was thinking I could probably push it and have this other thing ready, but I don't want to rush it. I want to do this thing up right. This uh, RA Core's plane that I got. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't want to rush it. Besides, I don't think I'm getting uh, some of the LEDs in until next week. So that's what I'm looking forward to, man. I'm Do some more simming and more helicopter flights. Maybe I don't know if we simmed Thursday night or not because this will be out Friday. But <laughs> we'll <do>.
4: see.
0: <laughs> what about you, Andy?
3: I'm looking forward to the club night fly event. I'm gonna fly my night radian. Uh, I'm just making Arc, Arc club. Guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh I'm gonna fly my night radian here while you guys fly there. There you go. Be There's
1: us nothing s- wrong with that.
3: In spirit. That's right. Maybe Happens I'll tape
2: too. I'm bummed. I thought you were being serious. I was like, oh. I'll come. <laughs>
3: <laughs> got some well, knot blades? We'll do that yeah. I don't
2: have knot blades, but I do have LEDs on my apprentice I got probably round up, set up some lights.
3: Lights. Um, No, I don't really have anything planned, I'll probably just hang out, try to fly a little bit between the rain spells and Between the raindrops? It. Yeah, that's about it
1: Cool, and Craig, what do you got going on? You gonna go meet up with Andy? Do some night flying? <laughs>
2: Oh, well, I'm um, obviously going to do the flying everyday thing, but I, the Knoxville Club is having an indoor um, Friday night. Oh, uh, yeah, you going to go to that? This Friday. I'm going to try to go to that, but I have to do some wrenching. i got to fix my oxys, fix my oxy-2s, maybe my 380. I don't know how big that place is. Uh, it not.
1: doesn't look very, the ceiling doesn't look very tall. So, um, man, and if it ha- if it's any type of like sports arena, watch out for those lights. As soon as you look up there, you know, the helis become a silhouette. Trust me, I know. I've crashed many helis inside. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I got some wrenching to do. I Also, I really need to get my apprentice back to flatworthiness and start flying with my son. He's been aggravating me. He's like, you're going to fix the apprentice? When are you going to fix the apprentice? So... That's pretty cool that he's taking an interest.
3: Yeah, you need to get that fixed while he's interested. Cause <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't do it like I do and screw around till your son's not interested.
2: Yeah. And I'm planning on trying to make some uh, fun flies this year. Um, some of the other, Bray and um, maybe Andy were saying they might go to uh, Birmingham. So I might try to do that or the Spring Fling, spring fling or maybe both.
3: Yeah. Going to Birmingham for sure And Spring Fling will just depend on weather
2: Yeah but you So should yeah go. The, um, Actually knowing people That are going to be there Kind of gives me more pull to want to go So that makes yeah. me more Steve quick, and Kevin I mean.
3: will be at Spring Fling So go there
0: Yeah, yeah man mm-hmm.
1: Yeah definitely mm-hmm.
2: cool. It's
1: time to wrap it up Let's wrap I guess it's it time to wrap it up Actually before we do the wrap up Craig if you, if someone wants to get in touch with you and uh, you know maybe you have some questions about flying everyday or um battery you know, maintenance <laughs> battery <laughs> maintenance you know <laughs> uh you know uh, i want to talk to you about you know maybe the uh that archmage uh you know program that you're you're going through and stuff um how would it do that
2: my email address is um i've got a Vanity domain name, I guess you might say. So, my email address is Craig, C R A I G, at the Quillens, T H E Q U I L L E N S dot com. And I'm just Craig Quillen on Facebook. Nice. Cool. All right. And C Quillen on Halifreak. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's about it. All
1: right. Okay, so let's wrap it up. We are at 847 Facebook likes. Nice. How many is that, you ask?
0: 847.
1: Plus one. Plus one. We have one new like this week. That new like is Rob Swindle. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Awesome. All right, Facebook comments. What do we got?
0: Facebook comments. uh, I told you guys you were going to get in trouble with our listeners picking on me. Uh, After the last episode, Wesley D. Pennypacker said, quit picking on Kevin. Sure, he asks dumb questions, but he's drunk, and who doesn't say (laughs) silly things when they've got a few in them? Very true. So, stop picking on me. Um, No,
1: we're going to just have an intervention. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I think I replied and said, yeah, I'm not drunk. Uh, See, I said, Wesley, you the man, and I'll remember to be drunk next time, is what I told him. (laughs) Ross Cooper Smith said he loved his Oxy Ford Max, and uh, easily his favorite heli at the moment. And we had some other comments. Dave Crawford said, we haven't heard from Dave in a long time. Mm -hmm. He said, news and announcements. Angle of Attack podcast is no more as they quit for good. But he found another good planker podcast called the Park Flyer podcast. Put down that vodka and check him out. He says, (laughs) Uh, no. I'll check him out, but I'm not putting down the vodka. Mike Selby said, great episode, guys. Uh, Kevin, make sure your head block isn't tweaked. He had that happen on the Oxy 3 before. Then it's a pain to figure out if you don't know it's bent. That's in reference to my 550 tail that I was having issues with. Rick Allen asked uh, about the magnetic mounts that you were talking about, Steve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He didn't know there was uh, an option for that, and he didn't see it anywhere on the on the uh, website.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. Um, it was posted on, like, Audit link sites. Yeah, yeah I, I saw it find, somewhere. I
3: couldn't find anything about it. So. I couldn't
1: find so I think they pulled it. It might still be too early. Um, they might yeah. not have it fully developed. So. It was like a
0: replacement for the the uh, the shaft itself, right? And it had a little magnet on the end. It had a
1: cup, yeah. Yeah, and, and then you, you put a little
0: like, piece into yeah. your canopy. Yeah. I know yeah. I just recently saw a picture of it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't so. on their
0: website, though. That, that No,
1: sure. it wasn't on their website, and I couldn't find it on Facebook, So, which kind of tells me that they might have pulled it temporarily until they do some more work on it. Maybe it was just, you know, they let it slip a little too early. Okay, and I thought I had another – Oh. Um, Dave our buddy
0: Dave Hill I don't know if we read this I saw it was going back A few episodes uh, 158 He said um, that he found this episode Really insightful for two reasons Eric gives great advice On how to get more people in the hobby
2: mm-hmm. And how
0: to get his children involved Well worth the listen So thanks Dave That's uh, talking about Eric Bertram and his sons Yep. So that's what I saw real quick man
1: So what do we have For our website comments
0: uh, I didn't see any new website comments except for a Podbean one that you'll probably read shortly after I read the Podbean stuff.
1: So, let's go Let's go to the – I have two email subs, uh, submissions. I haven't read this one, so I'm going to read it on the air for the first time. So okay. Here we go. Uh, this came from our good friend Mike D, and the subject line says, RC Industry News. Oh, boy. We have unconfirmed reports E flight will market waterproof micro helicopters and drones that can be operated while in the shower. Also <laughs> a special edition FEV submersible <laughs> equipped with a new underwater camera for those uh, for use at hot tub parties called the Naughty Torpedo. Pre <laughs> have been brisk. <laughs>
0: oh jeez.
1: The Planker News Wait a minute, what was
0: that website? I gotta get one of those. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> It's a uh, e flight <laughs> The
0: Naughty to- Torpedo.
1: Yeah, the Naughty tor- te- Torpedo. <laughs> okay, the Planker News crew would like Kevin to clarify the magic tail boom story from last week. Apparently, our reports had inaccurately described his Tailboom activities as... Oh my god, I can't freaking read these words. prestigiousness <laughs> When actually it seems this was just a dumbass Kevin move on an early oxy... Build, please explain.
0: Yeah, uh, dumbass Kevin move. Mm-hmm.
1: After posting, v- they still yeah. happen. Yep, to this day. After posting a video of an extreme unique airplane, Andy Ross is in talks with the U.S. Air Force to develop aircraft with no elevator control <laughs> services. Mister Ross has been quoted to say, "I can make anything stay in the air as long as it is kept in a constant roll." Yep, nice. Early reports from the field say things are not going well. as probably keep barfing and passing out. Eddie <laughs> says they must need more soy in their diet. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Uh, and The last paragraph we got here is the free fall podcast crew may be in negotiations to change the RC show into a YouTube cooking channel. The new personas for the crew will be Andy the Dancing Cook. Steve the Mumbling Muffin Making Man <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Kevin the Drunken Baker That's it The show menu topics have now been uh, disclosed But many say it relies heavily on liquor and roadkill <laughs> oh, uh, Drunken Mike. Baker
0: the Touchdown Maker
1: Nice Awesome Mike Thanks for for the laugh man is awesome. Mike
0: is the man as usual
1: And uh, and this is I think a little more on the normal comments and emails. Uh, we have a form submission from Nigel and his subject says stuff. He says, hi guys. Thank you for the podcast. It is a must listen for me on the way to my flying field every Sunday. Who the hell are the three guys in the photo on your homepage? <laughs> it's nothing like the three guys I had in mind. It- yeah, that's how it is for all podcasting. Yeah. Like I, I picture one thing when I hear the voice and then I look at the picture. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? So totally understand. <laughs> um, last week I posted in a review in iTunes, which didn't get mentioned. Maybe you look at it a different list to me. Um, please keep up the good work. You all have a, an attitude for this hobby is fun, but still clearly know what you are talking about. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, especially when I
0: opened up my mouth
1: <laughs> But uh, thank you And um, for the iTunes review We've noticed that the iTunes reviews That we see On iTunes are usually By the US location So um, he says Cheers from Australia So he's from Aus- Australia Cheers. And we get a we get a monthly report At the end of the month That gives us all the other iTunes reviews From all over the world So it yeah. might be on a little bit of a delay But Uh, Hopefully, we should get it shortly, and we'll definitely read it on the air. So, thanks for writing in, Nigel.
0: Thanks, Nigel. All
1: right. So, that's all I have for those two. So, let's move it on to People of Podbean. People of
0: Podbean. We had a few things going on on Podbean. Links, or I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce this. It's like a Star Wars name. L-I-H-N-H-X. He started following us. Or she. Or both. I don't know. Uh, Fury 90 liked episode 158, li- listener series with Eric Bertram and Sons. And episode 60, the Oxy4 Max review, was liked by Rodney Gullett, Andrews glenn 924 and Easy Dog. So thanks, guys.
1: Nice. Thank you. And I have a comment here from PodBeam. It is by Grey Eagle Jr. One day ago says, behold the flying pills that one will oxycodone. That one will oxycodone. Okay. Don't do drugs, but do not, not do drugs. Stay out of school. (laughs) Sleep not, but never drink your teeth and brush your milk. Those will, those who will pyroflip Will TikTok into greatness? What is said will never be returned without a receipt. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> and I don't think I'm reading this wrong. Behold, the flying pills it that right. one will oxycodone. I don't know who yeah. this guy is,
0: but I got a party with him. man.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Whew, I don't know what uh, <laughs> drugs you are not not do, drugging. But <laughs>
3: well, you did notice his name is Gray Eagle Jr., right? Uh-huh. You ever been on the Heli Freak and saw Gray Eagle? No. Yeah, some listeners out there all think it's funny. Yeah, yeah I know this guy. It's
2: over their heads.
3: He's pretty fun.
2: Yeah? If you don't right. know Gray Eagle, you're, it's, it's a reference.
1: <laughs> uh, nice. nice.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, let's see. iTunes reviews. What do we have for iTunes reviews?
0: There is nothing new on iTunes. Go Except figure. Nigel's that
1: we haven't gotten yet.
0: Except Nigel that we haven't gotten yet.
1: You automatically have to speak with. Well, when
0: I think of hey, Nigel, Nigel, I think of Spinal Tap. Nigel? <laughs> just like he didn't picture us three idiots, the voices coming out of our picture, uh, I just picture Nigel from Spinal Tap. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Carry on. Love you, Nigel. <laughs> All right, let's do our outro then. Drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers. Should Cheers. read
3: it like no. Nigel. No,
1: I can't do that. Emails at free4rc <laughs> at gmail.com. Like <laughs> us on Facebook. Facebook.com. slash Free4RC Podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.show. That show. Okay. Say okay. hi to Chris Reiber. Hi, Chris Reiber. Hi, Chris. Flight test forums. Off the field. Audio and video production other than flight test podcast. Free4RC Podcast. in next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Hey Pat and Mike. All right. Uh RC form on the RC Helly Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast sitting next to our friends, the RC Helly Hooligans Podcast. Walt and Ed. Full pitch podcast. Jimmy Jones.
0: Jimmy Jones.
1: <laughs> Scott and Frank. Uh Teller a podcast. Uh,
0: Mike, Mike and Mike.
1: Hmm. <laughs> close close enough. enough. Mike, Mike, and Mike. Sure. Mike, Rob, and Mike. Yeah, and Shaggy, I wonder, did you take that free four C sticker off your laptop? Yeah, don't let's, do that. Yeah, let's see where your your uh, let's see who your you know your friends really are. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You, you had stickers. N- we heard, heard nothing is
0: what's going on. Uh
1: mm-hmm. You haven't listened to their episode. That means at the end at least. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't
0: listen to the end.
1: I see oh, how be, it is, boys. I'll
3: be looking next time I see you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick eight stickers on
1: it. I'm gonna. S- Eight stickers I'm not going to tell you where
0: Oh jeez <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's getting late It is getting late, it's getting a little delirious now Uh Let's see here Where were we uh, Yeah, don't forget our fellow podcasters BKRC Podcast Bert and Kyle Yeah, definitely check out their podcast They've been doing this crazy cold stuff cold. And they've
0: been killing it with the content
1: Killing it, one hour or less Um <laughs> I like
0: that, one hour less killing it.
1: Yeah, uh high voltage
0: with Bobby Watts. Bobby Watts. Yeah, Bobby um,
1: Watts better
3: build some dowcons i I know.
1: I know. And I wanted. I wanted to say it, but you know, we'll, we'll do it late. But oh Man 3D, Phil, the original Old Man 3D. Hell yeah, Sorry. dude. Sorry, Bert. Original Old Man 3D. Um his his yeah. whole setup that's what i had in mind that, when they were talking yes. about what they were yes. talking about yeah. yep 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 so cool uh let's see the rc roundtable guys fritz terry and lee fitz terry and lee yes. fitz.
2: yeah Fitz. yeah Fritz. not fritz
3: yeah. <laughs> i said fritz fitz fitz,
4: <laughs>
1: fitz, fitz walker yes
4: yeah.
3: yeah. lee ving somebody and terry know. dunn
1: I, I just know by their names <laughs> for nice saves. um and, yeah, an angle attack is done. What was the other one that's coming on Park Flyer?
0: And the RC After Hours.
1: Oh, RC After Hours, yes. And we have to After say Hours. hi to our buddy Dave Hill. Love you, Dave. Yep. And then, but what was that other podcast that uh, Crawford was mentioning? Park Flyer something or other. Yeah. Well, I want to want to give a big thanks to Craig for coming on the show and uh, yeah, taking it was the time, hard. you know. Yeah, correct. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Yeah, awesome.
3: I'll see you around. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yep. see you at Spring Fling. I'll see you at General <laughs> Store. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, it's like, you know, you work, you're you you work, you're a software developer, so technically you could work anywhere with a myFi and a laptop, just saying. Yeah, technically. Technically, yeah. So... I'll see you at spring fling. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to our listeners, free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye guys. Bye. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. All right. Cool man. Cool. Yeah. I've been in front of this
0: microphone
1: for fourteen hours. That's what I
0: was gonna say. Cool. All right, can you guys can hear me, right? Yep. yep. I like Do to what? Eat, can you hear eat, me? What? And bananas. I can't hear you.
1: Oh boy.
4: What's up, Greg? <laughs> oh don't
1: You don't have to dig the earwax out of your ear. But it a helps. Shut right up, eight, Steve. Eight, <laughs> eight, eight, eight. And Craig yeah. is on this episode,
0: and Georgia be on not the next one, but the one after. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a trend here. What's the trend? People that know Andy. Eat, 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 eat. The Andy people. Eat, 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 eat. I
1: don't know. <laughs> Listener series, just quit while you're ahead or behind, whatever it is. I haven't topped
3: in, I should have been filling out my thing. You already got a page up, don't you?
1: Yeah, we've had to fill out three weeks ago. Slacker when we booked, uh, when we got (laughs) in, we locked Craig in on the show. Opal no, no. Right, um but we can get started while you start. Yeah, go ahead. Typing some stuff.
0: Yeah. Are you gonna tell me to shut up again?
1: No, don't shut up. Shut Not up. Now. Well, shut up now because I'm trying to do the intro. I like uh. to eat. All right, are we recording again? Like and sure? I think so. I'm I also like eating. Are you stuffing your face right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. I made a sandwich.